Hey. Hello. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to episode four of the Ape Audio podcast up in uh, snowy Canada. Yeah. Yeah. We're freezing. Please help us. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be our final episode before the new year because we, we're four episodes deep now and we're pooched and we're going to call the podcast quits. Yep. For the year. <laughs> For the year. Uh, we'll be back <coughs> Thursday after New Year's, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically See you this, then. Bye. <laughs> later. Uh, basically, this episode, we're going to talk about all the cool stuff that happened this year. The cool And stuff. all the not-so-cool stuff not that so happened cool. this year. And maybe some of the mediocre stuff that happened this year. Yeah, maybe. Um, and we're all going to try to act as if we don't have strange things on our heads. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here today with our pal Ian Zebrick. Hi, everybody. Patrick Cordiaz. Yes. And, and Christian. And and our audio engineer, Devin Flynn. Devin! Hi, Devin. Hi. Who How's now has his own going? mic. They can hey. hear you, you can but hear they me. cannot see you. They can't see you. Do you want to sing, never sing us a little dingle? <laughs> I once was a boy right, that's who fell in Cut. a meat grinder. Cut. No. Cut. <laughs> Kind of a dingle. Encore. Oh, like it's kind of like a jingle, but it's like a, a dingle. Yeah. A nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to talk about first? I I don't know, man. What What's on your mind today? Um, I want to talk about the Kitty Cat Cafe. Okay. That I went to last week. Nice. Where was it? To one? Yeah. So uh, it was Lauren's birthday. Is it stinky? No, actually. I, I, surprisingly, it was pretty fresh in there. They They're using the Glade scented cat litter. For sure. Nice. Yeah, so it was Lauren's birthday. She, she'd she been asking me to take her there for a while. And uh, I was kind of like a little apprehensive because I thought it was going to smell like shit. I thought cats, when they're like cooped up like that, would just be going bonkers. But it was actually like pretty tame. Um, other th- like. Couple lashings. No, the most the most rambunctious things there were not the cats. It was the children that oh. parents were letting just slam around, even though there's like all these signs everywhere that say please keep your kids on a leash the cats don't like being grabbed at or chased or yelled at Did or you blah see blah any blah animal abuse uh <laughs> like there were some kids walking a fine line for sure <laughs> yikes. yikes but other than hey, that it was like fucking weird guy yeah. <laughs> it was super cool other than that uh i had a co- or i had a tea there uh, a double spiced chai tea the- Ooh. You didn't have the cat poop coffee? No. <laughs> the Kopi Black. Luau, I think, is what it's called. Kopi or Kopi Lu- Luwak. The Kopi I, I actually have some in my cupboard at home. And you still haven't tried it. I'll never try it because I don't drink coffee. But Just some shame. It. It's a damn shame. <laughs> um, you guys have a week? You guys get up to anything cool this past week? Oh, Jesus. Uh, so much. Played a so show. It's pretty cool. Dope. Yeah. How'd it go? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Where was it? Where'd you play? Nice turnout. Played a Harmony Lunch. Yeah. Yeah, did How the long was your set? uh about a half hour. Wow. Opened up That's with a nice a little, little chunk. Yeah, opened up with a nice little, you know, little Christmas uh radio switching thing, so that was kind of cool. What does that mean? It was just we have this intro where we kind of set it up with like a template where we play clips of whatever, but we just have it like a radio switching kind of staticky like ksh, ksh. Oh, and then cool. we just like every sh- not every show but like the last one we just like you know, we'll have like a Rick Roll and then we'll have, you know, like some TV themes or just some short clips. And then we put in like, you know, that that song by, um, what was it, like the Band Aid song? 
Like, do they know it's Christmas time? You know, like putting like stuff okay. like that, and then yeah. we just start off with the set. That's so. cool. That kind of reminds me of. Uh, did you guys see the movie Krampus, where William Shatner is like playing a, a radio host, and in between like the short stories, he. Uh, what? Nothing. Can't <laughs> say that I have. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, William Shatner's playing a, a radio DJ, and in between the short stories, these short christmas horror stories he like pops in and does like his little jingle and plays like a little song and stuff oh nice cool that's a cool setup so the show went well yeah went well pretty nice turnout and uh yeah that was that's pretty much my weekend which made it my week i saw some photos they look fantastic oh yeah we all rocked christmas gear as well i forgot about that we uh adam's Adam's shirt was fucking wild yeah where do you get that wearing like shirts that are like um sorry where do you get that shirt oh i have no idea he uh Christmas evan brought me Slayer. one and yeah it was like a pentagram yeah yeah and it was it was yeah it was awesome. evan was ro- rocking a shirt that i said i think it said uh the christmas tree is not the only thing getting lit yeah <laughs> and then i just had some like traditional red one but i had like red pants yeah I saw actually the, the ones i'm wearing right and now they matched and your guitar also nicely. yeah should have worn my shoes what are your yeah. shoes got some red shoes Oh, you chose not to wear the the dress my, shoes today. My shit kickers. Your shit. <laughs> uh, what do you got? Some red Jordans. Yeah. What about you? How was your week? Uneventful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. Well, I went to Ian's concert that I pretended not to know anything about. Yep. What do you um, mean pretended yeah. not to know anything about? Right. I don't know anything about it. Um, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like you just stumbled in, and you're like. Oh, so, no, so strange, whoa. my pal Ian. Yeah, that's how <laughs> he's in a band. <laughs> <laughs> I just came for a hot milkshake. Um, no, I was just asking questions about it, pretending like I didn't know what happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I follow you. I got you now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I did shit. Cool. Yeah, what did you do again? Cat cafe. Cat yeah, cafe. That's cool, man. Uh, we went to the Bower Kitchen for a nice romantic dinner. Bower nice. Kitchen. Bower Kitchen. Where's that at? Uh, it's by like Vincenzo's in Uptown Waterloo. Ah, super nice spot. Nice. It's like m- our favorite restaurant. I think every time we go, we get like ten out of ten meals and ten out of ten service and Just ten like out of ten atmosphere. Fuck Aber, putting pubis hair in my fucking taco. Oh, on blast <laughs> in both our tacos. Just Multiple went there. Pubes. Yeah. All right, let's talk some uh, wrap up. You know, musical stuff. What do you we've want all to wrap? we've all kind of. You know, I think music has affected us in, it throughout the year in some certain ways or another. We got some likes, some extreme dislikes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, twenty eighteen was a crazy year for music. Like a ton of stuff came out. Almost yeah. too much. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like t- doing my wrap up. Like we have one category, which is like, what are your top five favorite artists? I didn't want to say like, like a definite top five because that's yeah. impossible. Like I, I have a special mentions section underneath where once i started writing it i could have just kept going on and on and on and on so like i just had to like tailor it down a little bit yeah kind of limit yourself yeah it's got to be like realistic right like my heart has changed basically every day just depends on the mood yeah yeah for sure how about you ian what about me do your artists change every day your favorite artists uh i would say they kind of yeah, maybe like over the course of the year they won't all change, but I'll find myself like, you know, for like months at a time listening to something Fuck. you know, it's like not my favorite artist or like whatever, you know. I'll like kinda of stop. I go through like them. monthly phases, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I mine's either weekly or monthly for sure. 
I definitely have like constants that I'll go back to no matter what they release. Yeah, true. Me too, actually. Um, so, do you guys want to start with our favorite artists of the year? Do you want to start with that? Yeah, go uh, go ahead. Give me it to me. Give me okay. it to me. <laughs> Devin, you want to get that playlist ready to go? Oh, buddy. Okay, so my first pick is a uh, Wajata, which is uh, a, a not a super group, but a power group uh, comprised of Reggie Watts, who is like uh, he's a comedian, beatboxer, singer, all around weird dude. Check out his TED talk if you, if you got some minutes. Oh, I've and seen then, that. Um, before. It's crazy. Um, then the album is also featuring an electronic music producer, uh, John Tejada. I've never heard of him before, but after I listened to this, I went to check out his music. It's pretty oh, chill. so the name's like a hybrid of their two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, I don't know the, the the thing I really enjoyed about this record was it was, was like really different from anything that's ever come out, which is like kind of Reggie's staple. Like he'll just do what yeah. he feels like doing. Yeah, you can hear yeah. his like nice like I don't know, like spiritual off of like the uh, you know like the the platform of a canyon kind of vocals. Yeah, you know? man. Um, I don't know what it reminds me. It reminds me of no, you know some yeah, guy standing like on a canyon no, just kind of like with his arms wide open just like singing this. Ricola. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so normally Reggie works with a loop machine and he'll just sit there and he'll start beatboxing into it and then he'll build layer on layer on layer. So he'll start with like very percussive beatboxing. He'll drop a bass line, a hummed bass line, like deep from the chest sometimes. Like it's, you, there, are, there are songs that he has where you would be surprised if I told you that was just coming out of his mouth and not from an actual instrument. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of that done here and he has a beautiful singing voice and he loves to play with effects over top so you get like some really cool effects like sounding like a dude standing on a mountaintop hollering into a canyon or whatever yeah um so he took that style and then combined with this electronic artist to kind of snap that to a grid you get like a really dancey super digestible version of Reggie Watts. Yeah. Which I've definitely showed him to some people and it's just like, it's a little much to kind of put on. Uh, especially if you throw a video on alongside it where it's just this dude standing in a room and he's got like six microphones. Yeah. And he's just, just like, like this big wiggling fro. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah. He's, like, he's a pretty eccentric looking. What TV show was he on? Oh yeah, he uh, he was the band leader for Comedy Bang Bang yeah. and now for a sizable portion of the show. Yeah, like three seasons or yeah. two seasons? Yeah, I think four? it was three seasons. Maybe even four. Did he write something new every day? Every yeah, yeah, multiple pieces. Yeah, so like show. basically anytime like the band would play like you know as like one would on a talk show he would just like do some random stuff and he would just kind of like yeah it was great yeah scott ackerman yeah scott ackerman um yeah and then he was followed up by uh kid cuddy for a short stint who really yep who didn't really work out i think he was there for less than half of a season um and then weird al yankovic came to finish out the show with scott ackerman oh cool then it inevitably inevitably got canceled like I think it was like 2016 or something like that, which is too bad, but it, it lives you on. Like the show? I love the show. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's a, a fantastic improv show. So Scott yeah, and the host yeah. will have on several comedians throughout an episode, right? The first comedian will be somebody who's like plugging something, and they'll just go under their, their normal name. Um, 
and then the other comedians that he has on after are playing characters and they don't come on like under their real names and then they all just like kind of like rip off of each other and just it becomes like this this improv extravaganza yeah. that sometimes like can't even sustain its own weight and, and it just get, like starts to break down and get gets like really wild but scott's like a great host at the same time because he'll just like reel it back in yeah um the show lives on in podcast form though which is oh really cool. i didn't know that yeah yeah I, I guess it was actually a podcast before it became a syndicated television show so, what channel was it on I, I think it was on the Comedy Network for a little while, and then it probably shuffled around before they took it out back and shot it dead. Bang. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, the other nice thing about uh, Wajata's record is uh, John comes on with like these nice synthesizers, which usually Reggie's not working with synths and stuff. Like on Comedy Bang Bang, he did, but yeah, uh, in, in his own music, not so much. And it, so yeah, you get like this really nice dancey, digestible club music. Almost. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good track. Yeah, it's it's a lovely track. It's a little bit of a long one. That's cool. Did you guys listen to this record at all? No, I've never even never. Heard of it. Yeah, never heard it. Yeah, it was kind. Of, it was like one of those things that slipped under the radar. Like I almost missed it. Um, I think Reggie just went on some obscure talk show that happened to pop up as a recommended video for me on YouTube and I'll just watch anything with Reggie in it and he was out promoting this record and I'm like oh I gotta hop on that and everybody I talked to who is a Reggie Watts fan just didn't even hear about this at all oh. is your uh, YouTube homepage acting weird it's always changing and acting Mine, bizarrely mine's just been having the same videos oh really yeah, yeah. For the last what do you mean weeks? same video like the same nothing's recommended changing. like nothing's like it's oh see I watch predominantly on my nvidia shield tv so oh, i don't know if the wow. tv version god damn christian is populated differently than the desktop version because like Mobile. my recommended videos i think you, you're right i think it will show videos from like the past two or three weeks and it doesn't really change but on the tv there's still a recently added tab or something like that recently uploaded yeah so i always just go down to that because then that will show me the newest content um, in yeah, chronological order it's just like it's just the same videos over and over that sounds awful yeah <laughs> shit i can't find anything anymore uh, do you guys think we're gonna see a reckoning of youtube do you think we're gonna see a People return to, to form you think there's gonna be like another platform that comes up and just totally so. crushes it there's been a couple but that are under development right now tell us what? share them share the deeds they're they're just like I, there's one called like lib.vid or some shit mm. like that and it's basically it's it's looking to be an open source platform so anybody can see how the algorithms work interesting anybody can contribute to it um the biggest thing working against these platforms though is that advertisers are obviously just going to keep funneling money into youtube because that's where the user base is yep and unless creators can make money somewhere else chances are they're not going to move until something really bad happens joe rogan's yeah. posting on vimeo now is he I would like to see more people migrating. Uh, and, uh, and that's not to say there just like a mass exodus. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't YouTube, mean that YouTube. But I think creators need to show YouTube that they don't necessarily need to be on that platform. Like, yeah. And I, I think you'll kind of see it um, because I'm sure some of the, the YouTubers that you guys watch have their own standalone sponsorships now where it's like in video sponsors. It's no longer yeah. relying on Lock Google pizza. AdSense and stuff like that. Yeah. Like Stitch Fix and all the boxes me and undies. quip me undies. and me undies and blah 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 nah. stuff like that that 
that gives creators the freedom to move about where they want and still be monetizable. So I think with that becoming more popular, you will see people kind of moving around and trying different mediums and stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah, YouTube's been pretty sketch. Like, there's been some pretty shitty news about it over, like, the last year yeah. and a half or two years, right? And then uh, now we have the YouTube Rewind that just rolled out. Dude, that thing bombed. What happened? Super bombed. I don't, I'm kind of under a rock <laughs> when it so comes bad. to that. What happened? Oh, shit, boy. <laughs> well, do you want to it? I'm assuming it's, like, a rap. Yeah, uh, you know what? On. Yeah, let's do it. pull it up? Yeah, I'll get it makes that. me uncomfortable about that one. Yeah, it, it it's... The second most disliked video on YouTube, Next to second Bieber. to Justin Bieber's baby, <laughs> and it's well on track to surpass that. People, and people it's only started, been out um, for like two weeks. People started un disliking Justin Bieber's baby video just so YouTube Rewind could be. <laughs> You're most kidding me. That's <laughs> fantastic. Oh man, this is so bad. Nice. <laughs> You'll just want to switch uh, OBS over to Chrome. Why yeah. fucking people? It's rewind time. Rewind. Yeah, if I control rewind, I would want Fortnite and Marquez Brownlee. This is it. There you go. Is this what you wanted? You know who I would have asked for? Quit horsing around. Play me some of that jumping music. Okay. You said jumping music? Jumping music. Do you want to pause it for just a sec? Um, okay, so Marquez Brownlee's part right there, he he did like a little spiel on his own channel where he, he basically had said that they recorded for like a full day and like there was an actual storyline to kind of go along with this where he like will will smith says he wanted to see him in the rewind yeah and it shows marquez like kind of like looking at himself on this bus and like looking around and not really understanding where he's where he's at and he's kind of going like what the fuck is going on and there was like a bit of dialogue and stuff to show that like i don't know there was just like a thread to follow but they ended up just cutting it down to like him just saying is this what you wanted and that's it <laughs> so you like you like lose a lot of context what it's just like yeah it's super weird and he's like he he said he can't say for certain about every other part of the video, but he assumes everybody had a similar experience. Like Casey Neistat would have went in and did like a day of filming and stuff, and then they just like really cut it down big time to just like turn it into this crazy montage where like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Basically, Do you think Casey listens to K-pop. I doubt it. I'm sure he's heard K-pop. So All right, bad. go ahead. You can play the video again. Not even a thank you. Why not? Oh, this is Marcus. He's kind of a jackass. Yeah, I've heard. Who? Ninja. Ninja. Oh, it's like recording. People. Well, that's the other thing too. Ninja's like Twitch's darling. And he's on like so like guys, I get that he has a big YouTube channel, but he's not like an active YouTuber. Yeah. So like, why is he? Yeah. Y'all, we can do whatever we want. What do we do? Oh, you see that Illuminati thing? I <laughs> think <laughs> this video needs K-pop.
how much K-pop did you guys watch on YouTube this year? Oh man, hours. How much K-pop went viral this year? So much. Oh, that guy. Jesus. How about you? How much have you watched? None at all. I don't think this video is remotely representative of anything that really went on on YouTube. I think it's really, uh, no, it's nothing. It's lost the point. Rewind needs more I, support. Rewind is. Can we do I an think, experiment? Um, that. Ethan and Hila put it like so perfectly where they went like YouTube is basically pushing the good content creators aside and saying you're too weird to be in our video. Yeah, we're trying they push to make the, this, this more commercial, that, more yes. yeah, more family friendly, more like you know, like yeah, just the way TV did it. The way TV did it. The way TV did we're, it. We're family friendly. Give us your money. Exactly, yeah. It's just like, it's good PR, you know? It's good PR. And, uh. Who is Marshmallow? Yeah, where's. Show me Ethan. I want to see him just right? like I coming in see like. Ethan and Eli. I yeah. want to see Dunky. I, I want to see like all the dank. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see. Oh, I want to see yeah. Salvia Eric just yeah. bust on the scene. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever get that popular though, unfortunately. Yeah. I want to see the Chipotle Goblin. Review, bro. <laughs> I think it'll be at a point where YouTube basically makes a policy where it's like you can only make this certain kind of content to be monetized. If it'll, you have it'll get to that any point. demonetized videos, you're not getting into YouTube Rewind. Is what it feels like. Yeah. You know? That's it. Didn't a ton of people get hit by vehicles dancing to this song? Oh jeez. I think of the video of the most painful stuff of 2018. Besides, besides the John Oliver stuff. Oh yeah, they did show PewDiePie's chair there. Yeah, and there's also just like uh, these little drawings up in the corner that kind of represent what he's most known for this year, I guess. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. Okay, so really here. Needs to be in this rewind video? Now they Everyone talk about like all the SJW madness who found a way going to help on. the causes so that matter to the most. To everyone who proved it's okay to talk about mental health this year and showing their viewers that it's okay to go through tough times like that. It takes a lot of bravery to be that vulnerable. So that dude so fucked up his community. own brain. I think he went on a trip to LA and decided to do a bunch of LSD and a shitload of weed without having any experience with drugs ever in his life. And now, he, he's just like some, he belongs to a collective called the Misfits. And they're just like a couple of like people who decide their differences yeah and created something and really special yeah he just went went like all out fucked up his head fell down had like ego loss basically and now he's like championing mental health <laughs> you know like i feel like that's the wrong person to have we could probably kill it nothing else yeah i've had enough uh, uh, just that, up after the next this. half of that video just all this kind of shit no then they do the comments remember they're like remember we got to look at oh, the comments yeah. and it's like we had such a great time guys Woo! yeah friendship Where and the fuck are those comments yeah and actually the comments are like go kill yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your parents never loved you yeah fuck t-series yeah 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 so i don't know how many uh subscribers do they have now not as many as PewDiePie. T-Series? Yeah, T-Series is like the Indian Vivo. Is that what it's called? Oh, okay. The, the music video service? Yep. Um, and they were like skyrocketing, and 
all these all these YouTubers made a campaign to allow PewDiePie to get more subscribers, where they were like buying billboards and stuff around the world, making oh, videos about it, and like PewDiePie's subscriber count just like skyrocketed even more. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I think up like a couple million, didn't it? Yeah. He he was like. I don't know if you guys are aware of the controversy surrounding him right now. He's he's been the, linked again to uh, anti-Semitic content, but that, but that the latest claim yeah is yeah so yeah. I, I don't want to get all into it because yeah. we could just go on forever. Like he didn't do anything wrong in my eyes, basically. No, they're just haunting. Yeah. Anyway, you, you want to get into some more music? Yeah, let's do There's it. A bit of a tangent there. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I'm okay. So my next artist is Boz. Uh, or Baz I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it Badaz. but um, this dude let me see here oh he signed to uh, J. Cole's Dreamville Records which cool. also has um, JID or J.I.D. on there so I thought that was pretty cool and I guess that means three three projects that this label has dropped this year have absolutely blown my mind so that's awesome. J. Cole's KOD I thought was stellar. I know it's okay. I know Patrick's not a huge fan of it. It's okay. Um JID's record, Bonkers. Still haven't listened to it. And then this tape is like Amazing. really nice as well. Um So I guess like why I enjoyed this tape as much as I did is mostly to do with the subject matter. Like it's pretty light, clean, bright. It's got a bit of a shine to it. Yeah. And in this current climate of like hip hop trying to be like the hardest shit, everything's a fucking banger. It was like pretty refreshing to get a tape like this. Lots of lots of uh nice sample work. Lots of like airy vocals, like those female vocals you heard there. Yeah. Uh, just like a interesting tape. Um, yeah. Do you guys hear about this guy at all? No. No, never, never. Yeah, I think it came out about, I want to say six or seven months ago. I'd never heard of him before. Uh, it was just kind of one of those things that came up on my Spotify Discover. And uh, it was just a lucky click. <laughs> you know, I clicked on it. And this is this is the intro track to the, to the record. And it, yeah, it immediately caught my ear. And the rest of it is of the exact same quality or better. Nice. Am I to actually check this one out? Yeah, so that's uh, Boz's uh, Milky Way record. So how'd you find out about this? So, um, you know how Spotify has, like, uh, Discover Oh, okay, it was just through that. And it was, like, yeah. recommended for you. Okay. And I, I clicked on it because that's pretty much it. Yeah. Cool. Spotify's basically been my main tool for nice. discovering new artists because their algorithm is just as good. And it, it's, like, one of the algorithms that actually work. Yeah. I Thanks, mean, Spotify. There's definitely some misses, but there's more hits than there is yeah. misses for me. Yeah. And the misses are just because my taste is so sporadic that... Unless like, you're a human, you're not gonna understand what kind of things I'm after. Yeah. Just like Spotify's just looking at genre pairings, BPM pairings, what Ian's listening to and what I'm listening to, and trying to kind of get a feel for that. It it doesn't have the personalization that like, a person would, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think it does a pretty damn good job. It's yeah, nice though. It. Yeah, it's super. Nice. I dig these vocals too. Enemy is telling me I got a patient. The winner in me telling me I got a bottle of ace. Cole gave me at the garden. 
Yeah, it's it's well that that was tough for me trying to pick these things too because I didn't want us to like have to be talking over top of all of the songs. Yeah, because they they are like the best things I think that came out this year, at least for me. So they definitely deserve to be showcased. Yeah, definitely. Do you know who produced this at all? or? No, I'm not sure. I don't know who... Um, check who knows. Can you check on Spotify? Now? I'm not sure. I don't know how to check it. I think you took those three dots and song credits. Nice. Performed by Ari Lennox, written by Abbas Hamad, C. Salter, J. Cole, written by... Yeah. Uh, J. Morgan, R. Gilmore, produced by Ron Gilmore, Mies, and J. Cole. J. Cole. Nice. Yeah, I don't know who else is on Dreamville, but I, I would have to imagine that... Uh, Dreamers. <laughs> let's get their lineup. Yeah, let, let's see. I, I'd be I interested got, to see uh, if they got any stinkers <laughs> on there. So they got, obviously, Cole. They have JID. They have Earth Gang, Spillage Village. Sick, Earth Gang. I saw um, them. Uh, they opened for Mac Miller in Toronto. Oh, dope. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. You saw Earth Gang? Yeah. Lucky. They're, they're unreal. Yeah, was, I never heard them until that concert. It was pretty sweet. Wake! I'm not ready! I'm not, I'm not ready. ready! I'm not ready! I'm not ready! Mom, stop! Ooh, I don't want to go it, to school yet. All right. Uh -oh. Since we had a little bit of a premature ejaculation there, I guess we'll just get <laughs> right into it. <laughs> yeah, we missed out on uh, so Ari, Omen, Shafir. Loot. Uh, that's that's looking like about it. Loot. A couple couple Loot. guys on there. Um, and Cause as well. Cool. Can't forget Cause. Yeah. Uh, next up, though. Okay, so next up for me was Era, which I'm sure I'm going to get laughed at by any metalheads out there because apparently nah. I missed the train years ago. Uh. <laughs> apparently Era made some big waves and I just I missed them or whatever. Not really. They're kind of like more well-established now. They're kind of just like in the ranks of like, you know, one of those top bands that like you know, just get, like, the regular tour run because they're on right, Sumerian right. Like, and whatever. Like, they're up there with, like, Tesseract, Periphery, that kind of I thing. I guess so. Like, in terms of, like, just getting, like, tours and being in, like, certain festival slots and, yeah, like, whatnot, they, they I would assume off, so. They just came off a, um, a tour with After the Burial. Um, after the Burial was uh, playing Rare Form. Oh, the 10-year anniversary of yeah, Rare Form, yeah. yeah. Which is wild. And yeah, of course, when they, when they played the London Music Hall, I... Um, not like a work night. I'm not fucking <laughs> going out to London and then waking up at four in the morning. I'm good. I'll just I'll just listen to the record. I'll give my support that way. Nice. Um, yeah, basically, I I had heard Neon, the record that's playing right now, um, just came out, I believe, a month and a half, two months ago. Okay. And uh, I think it's absolutely stellar, but. What had gotten me into it was their previous release, um, and I think again it just came up on my Discover on Spotify. I was listening. I went through like a week where I was listening to a lot of metal, so then it just starts chucking a bunch of metal my way. Right. And I'm pretty picky when it comes to sounds like this. Like I, I like my guitars to have high fidelity, where you can like you can make out each and every note. Nothing's like really muffled or like muddy. Really like distorted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like things to be clean but have a brutality to them at the same time. I feel like you can't get that brutality with those clean vocals. Why not? I don't know. It's a perfect contrast. I don't he know has what these, drives he me has crazy these about these great 
angelic I vocals. I can't. And then he kicks you in the fucking chest with these guttural primal screams. Yeah. Like it. I to don't me, know. It's I think the, it's the emphasis of like a, a like uh, a dirty vocal coming after a clean vocal, and it like being more emphasis than just like. Oh, the song yeah, is gonna have all screaming vocals, and then it just like runs that whole way around. It's a There's like some, if you're a There's human like tension being, and release. You, I guess you're programmed to love that. <laughs> you yeah. love seeing. I think it would be easier if I saw them live for me to understand it. But when I listen live, to so like get that that so I can actually get the energy. But when I listen to it here, it just sounds corny to me. Really? They have their yeah, guitarists. Yeah, but you can listen vocals. to clean vocals only, and then screamed vocals only separately. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> what? Closer? Farther? Closer. Um, Hi. So, is, yeah, there, is, there, is there no vocals like this that you enjoy at all? Under Oath. Yeah, but I... The Under Oath has was these two, vocals like almost... But it was two different singers that were doing it when I was too pussy. But it's the same, it's the I same, know. it's I the know. same, it's the same like... <laughs> If I put this on and was but like, under Oath, have you heard this under... Like, but when Under Oath does it, like, most of the time it's over calmer music. It's not over, like, something more aggressive like this. Yeah, but this is pretty calm No, I've, here, I've, I've, you know? I've heard... Uh, well, I'm trying to think of, like, a specific song that has that. Yeah, they usually have, like, pretty dirty vocals over it, but sometimes they'll they'll have it. But it's, it's more or less the... The musical context isn't like a breakdown that they'll be having clean vocals over. It's more like a like a two-steppy part or something like that, where they'll like they'll do like half screaming vocals and then they'll do half singing vocals and they'll keep like tossing between back and forth. Like I feel like Underoath does that a little bit more, whereas like the clean vocals are in a more like poppy, kind of upbeat like musical part. I don't know. It just makes more sense to me when I see the band live. I guess because yeah. when we saw the uh, the Contortionist, I was blown away by them. What yeah. about Holly Springs? Fuck that band. <laughs> really? <laughs> I thought I we were going to be friends, but I don't I, uh, anymore. I think I listened to one song by them. They're Do you know our niche market many, is Ontario? Many years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into the niche markets, man. No, I was going to say, do you think it, it's because, like, when you were growing up, you were listening to a lot of August Burns Red and, like... I never listened to them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll just move on then if you don't want to fucking acknowledge that. No, yeah, okay, we can we can talk about this. <laughs> like, do you think just because you listen to that style of metal, you're where I I kind of like grew up listening to like a day to remember and like a lot of like emo groups like that. Yes, yeah, I never. So like, I mean, I was I listen to that kind of stuff. The too. nice the nice sing songy stuff. It it like tugs on a certain string for me. Yeah, you know, it gets makes you, me like too emotional. Yeah, a little See, bit. It's weird because that kind of style of music took me so so long to get used to. Like I didn't get used to it until I started getting into like this newer style of metal where they started doing that contrast. And only until then was I like, oh, I get it. And then I would be able to listen back on these like more like I guess like you know. Uh, emo bands and I'd be like oh okay now I can like understand the the, yeah okay it's the vocal tone right because before I was like oh it's too whiny but then I was like oh I get like yeah for sure just I don't know I can appreciate the the style and well PK you just got to grow up a little bit more that's what Ian's trying to say I'm never gonna grow up (laughs) I'm just kidding no that's fine no it's not I'll just never show you any music like this perfect 
my my next <laughs> I'm artist. Just joking. My next artist, Pusha T. His record Daytona was one of the craziest projects. Oh, with Kanye of the fucking year. I must have listened to this record like 400 times by now. I haven't won. I love it, this song. It was the first of the the seven song Kanye records to come out, and in my opinion, the best. Like, yeah? by a long shot. Um, awesome. Kid C. Ghost is a close second. My, my only issue with Kid C. Ghost is um, Kid Cudi is off key. A lot of the time, and it's like they never took the time to go back and redo those parts, and it's like super jarring when you hear it. Um, I don't know if I could get that. Well, you've listened to it? Not really. Oh, you haven't given it that that many listens? No. It's a really good record, but I've bumbled through it. Fair, fair. Um, I don't fuck around with it for some reason. I just don't like Kid Cudi that much. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I, a lot of people aren't, aren't too, too big into the Cuddy. Um, Cud. Yeah, so Pusha, he's always been on my radar, but it wasn't until this project where I was like, damn, he might be one of the best lyricists, rappers, nurses. I, I want to, how do I say all of them in one? Oh, like a re uh, hip-hop renaissance man. Yeah, he's a real golden age man, if you will, I suppose. And, I mean, you listen to the lyricism, you listen to the beat picks, and I know Kanye had a big hand in the beat picks, and he always does a great job. But Pusha spent so much time assembling this record, and I think it's perfect for front to back. I don't think there's a missed, a missed beat, a missed opportunity yeah? at all. So all the potential was, like, pushed. Yeah. Like I remember, I I was <laughs> got him. I was apprehensive when I heard, okay, their good music is doing seven song records. I'm like, well, what's that gonna be like, 15, 20 minutes at best? Like, is that enough? And after I heard this, I was left not wanting more of the album, but I wanted more Pusha T. Like, okay, drop another seven-song project. Like, yeah. show me this caliber good. of showmanship again. And I think that's something that, in a sense, I think with uh, Kanye doing these things like Kids See Ghosts and this thing with Pusha T is like, he's trying to attach himself to talent, but in itself it works out for the artist because... He kind of bring. I feel like as a him as a producer, he can bring out like something in an artist, whatever that yeah, is, because he's brought it out of himself. As we've seen, you know, beyond the music, even, and well, beyond the music, you know, he's he's really brought that out in like people's music, and it kind of leaves you wanting more, you know, because like you want to listen to the yeah, Kid Cudi record, and it was you know, yeah, and then exactly, I was exactly. like, exactly, yo, we got to get on. I have to listen to Kanye's that's, record. I have. That's to what listen I'm saying. Kids see ghosts. I have to listen to Nas's Nazir. Yeah. And then after That's, I heard, I that he after I heard Nazir, too. I was like, okay, I'm, we can stop with these now. <laughs> like Dude, the quality so was on a, a decline. It wasn't, it wasn't like any of it was the worst music I ever heard. It's just, there was like a steady decline. And when you go from something like that to an album, that's like a six, or a 6.5 but that's that's just how it is when you're when you're creating with like different people you kind of sure, have to sure. give it your best and when you're collaborating keep in with mind, someone these records came out over a three-month period yeah like, it was just like bang so bang, also bang. when you're like well those you know just because they came out all sequential like in such a short amount of time doesn't mean that they were made well push's album amount. had been being worked on for like years oh okay years. and then every single one to follow was like in a a short couple months. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Did you like Nas's Push, album? 
Um, I enjoyed parts of it. I it was okay. I don't know. Nos is like notorious for horrible beat picks, <laughs> and I think that's what killed the record for me. Like his his wordplay and lyricism is always top notch, but if you pick a stinky ass nasty beat, you kind of fucked yourself. You know, nasty yeah. beat. Yeah, I mean, I think there was only two songs on that album that I actually listened to more than once. Yeah, I think there's probably two that I go back to. Yeah, it's kind of shitty. So yeah, that was Pusha T's Daytona. In regards to Daytona, um, did you think that it got more hype or at least got more plays because of the beef that went on with Drake during it? It definitely got more plays and got hyped up even more. Yeah. But... The quality take away from it, right? Not at all, not at all, because that beef didn't start ramping up until two or three weeks after the album's release. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I don't know. the The quality was there, and like, I I love a good beef. I think it's hilarious. I think it can bring out the best in artists. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it definitely didn't take away from the record or enhance it for me for that matter i'm sure it did for some people yeah just uh was an impartial part of it kind of yeah i'm sure it definitely sent it way up the fucking billboard charts though that's, that's for, sure. for sure i love that uh drake isn't really bouncing back from that one you can't you can't no it's too it was too that was personal push it yeah it was too personal <laughs> exactly it was too personal yeah it was too cold businessman yeah, yeah. but no that's it's good it was like it was a it was a uh, it was as uh, the narrator of Pokemon Stadium would say. It was a it was a blasting blow, or a, bu- <laughs> a critical hit. Yeah, it was a critical yeah, hit for sure, for sure. And and yeah, he, he just I think Drake didn't want to because he's like, if I snap back or something, it's just like, I'm oh, like, like what's, an idiot. Well, no, or may, an okay, so what? Or so, an okay, yeah, yeah, exactly, or an asshole. So it's just kind of like take the hit. Okay, move on. Keep marketing your shit. He'll come, no, keep marketing his shit. No, on. that's not how you beef. You go down with your fucking ship. You know? You're just you just trying to release something, and everyone's you like, "Wow, to. this is dust." Like, producer dying because and all me, that shit. I'm not. So a when do you call it quit? When do you call it quits? When I go, what dies. a fucking bitch. When do you call it quits? Then when the person when, dies. So he releases something. It sucks. Is Pusha just gonna say, or is he gonna just be like, "I don't need to release anything because I know this can't compare." It just didn't feel like it came to a logical conclusion. It was just like. Well, it left you wanting it left you wanting it left you wanting the cringy like comeback, you know, possibly. Listen, listen, it's it's simple mathematics. So what? (laughs) Let's look at the numbers. Let's break this down here. Pusha T drops a track. What would Meek do? That's a shot at Drake. Drake drops a track. Pusha T responds. Drake does nothing. So that is a pretty good way of. no, we yeah. needed one more thing. Oh, you, that's I think. I, no. Doesn't Drake go on a sit down with LeBron and talk yes. about his feelings? Yes, though? exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. what he did. Yeah. That was so the, different. I know the rules to rap. That's not how you battle. If you bring up my friend, I will get very mad at you, sir. <laughs> I will get quite upset. You take that back. You, you, you retract that statement or else you and I might have a problem. What was his reasoning <laughs> for not doing it? For not shooting? shooting back at because him? jay prince told him if he goes ahead with this disc which was supposed to encompass all of good music kanye and cuddy and Pusha t all oh, together that pretty stupid all together then it would get too ugly but in reality they had nothing i'm sure like Pusha t is the ceo of good music do you think he would have even initiated this fucking battle if there was any sort of dirt that drake could have brought up that would have topped the story of 
added on. This I don't think this Drake was uh, offering like a hundred thousand dollars. He didn't get any. He didn't get any. This is why he has a recording of a woman fishing for details for that money, and it was a close friend of Pusha's. Damn. And she couldn't even get anything. That's shit. Man, I, yeah. I, but those like, are some good friends. Those are some recording. good friends where he's like, yo, man, this person's trying to fuck me yeah, over. Yeah, dude. He's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. And I got a recording of it. He's like, my man. Like, yeah. He's a- so I think that's a perfect example of why he's like one of the most yeah. savvy businessmen in the industry. Um, I just quickly, when I was researching a little bit more about good music, I didn't realize how many artists they had under their label. Who's so on I'm it? just going to rattle a couple off. Here. Give it to me. Um, Travis Scott, Big Sean, Kanye West, Tyga, Kid Cudi, John Legend, Metro Boomin. Oh, I wrote John Legend twice. Nice. <laughs> you really like Say him. it again. And the, Damn, the list went on and on and on. Uh-huh. And it was all people that every one of us would. That's fucking Including crazy. John Legend? Including John Legend twice. <laughs> Two-timer. Okay, um, you want to move on to the next one? Yeah. Okay. So what you got next? Give it to us. What you got Slap for, it on okay. the table. This is a weird one because I know I listed the category as album, but album. it was also artist, sort of. Um, I know Chance the Rapper did not release an album this year, but he did release several singles. I think we're up at six or seven now. And they all have similar theming in the cover art. So I think eventually, once he's done releasing these, they are meant to be listened to in a sequential order or at least together in some sort of way. And uh, similar to, to the the Baz or Boz record earlier, this is, was just like such a nice, refreshing, brightly toned like body of music that came out. And it, I don't know if you guys listened to Chance's coloring book at all. That's when he lost me. He really lost me, not because his musicianship went out the window, but I feel like the album became convoluted with features where Chance started playing to his feature strengths as opposed to his own strength, right? I think that so was when he kind had of Wayne the point on a track, he was making a Wayne track. And when he had Future on a track, he's making a Future track. And when he had Justin Bieber on the track, he's making a Justin Bieber Maybe that Bieber was the point track. of, like, coloring book because he's like, you know... He's coloring in the lines of of their sure. features. I, I won't, Maybe I, I won't, they I, should be coloring it in for him if it's his album. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, it's right? like you this want every Chance's every artist feature to sound like Chance the Rapper when they come on. No, this no, was Chance's I mean, like, first studio debut, like as. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I guess that kind of because before that he was just releasing mixtapes. But right? also he's independent, so he's like maybe he was just trying to go ahead with all these like oh, of bold, course, of course. all these he, bold he can do what moves he wants. and whatever. I, I'm just Definitely saying, can't. yeah. He, what do you mean? <laughs> Chance, independent Make acid rap over and over yeah. and over again. Oh, dude, Give us fucking, album we I'll wanted and love that version so too. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say. This, the collection of tunes that he put out this year feels more reminiscent of Acid Rap Chance, which is the chance that I prefer. What? Uh, okay. What? Really? You don't feel that? Fair enough? I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. So you're saying this stuff is more relatable to Acid Rap than Coloring Yeah, definitely. When's the last time you've listened to Acid Rap? Two days ago. Nice. <laughs> Dude, I feel like it's a different. I feel like it's kind of a combination. Now, of the two. now, for me, I have to understand that acid rap can never happen again as a legitimate record because all those samples have never been cleared, right? Like it's like a Dat Piff SoundCloud like not only on kind of thing. Yeah. So like, if Chance wants to make money, which he kind of goes like, oh, I don't need the money, but. 
if you want to continue on these endeavors that you you're doing, you gotta make the cash. If you want to make the cash, you gotta release on like monetized streaming platforms. You can't rely on SoundCloud and be fucking bullshit, you know. So. I look at this and it sounds inspired from sounds that we were getting from mixtape chants yeah. to me. He's trying to go back to his roots. Yeah, yeah, sure. The roots. Now, um, I listened to an interview with Chance earlier this year where he basically was saying that he he's only going to release music when he wants to release it. He's not working on anybody else's schedule. He, is he on the label? No, he's completely independent. Still. Um, he has tons of connections, so he's essentially his own label. Um, but yeah, he, he said he, there's no plans for an album right now, but if he writes a song and he loves it, he's going to release it that day. If he writes another song and he loves it, he's going to release it that day. And he's just going to continue on that train, which I think is really cool. So we'll be getting whatever's freshest to him will be fresh to us. Which Sweet, is, maybe. Which is in line with like the, the SoundCloud mantra, you know? All right, let's hit his up with the next one. Cool. Next one, Vince Staples. This shit is just a straight-up fucking banger. Um, it's this, fun. This Hell yeah, it's fun. This whole record was produced by, um, what's his name? Kenny what's Beats. Name? Kenny Beats. Thank you. Um, He's fucking everywhere. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Same. Now, I wanted to put the spotlight on Vince and Kenny Beats alike because everything I heard Kenny make this year was wildly different from the last project he was working on. And... He's like, after, after Metro Boomin' season last year, it is so refreshing to have a producer that's willing to go to the artist and go, hey, what do you want to make? Let's make it the best we can. Not go, hey, I have 8,000 trap songs. Pick one. Yeah. We'll get on the Billboard charts, you know? Like, the way Kenny and Vince approached this record, it's a very California sound. Lots of electronics, uh, lots of synthesizer work, lots of automated drum machine work. Yeah. But when you told me that Vince said he doesn't really enjoy rapping anymore, that kind of made me feel weird. Vince is a fucking... Uh, that made me feel weird. No. <laughs> Uh, what, what's the what's the word? He, I don't want to say it, confrontational. What's the word for when you always just want to stir the fucking pot? Oh, um, shit disturber. Sure. A contrarian. <laughs> He's a contrarian. Like, yeah. If you go, Vince, you might be one of the best rappers of 2018. He'll go, I'm the worst fucking rapper of 2018. I hate this shit. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Like, yeah. this man is just a troll. Like, you gotta remember, he came up with like Odd Future and all those boys. Like, but at the Mac Miller fucking event that they had, he uh. Yeah, that performance was kind of dust. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch the tribute. So okay, it wasn't. No, sorry, it wasn't. I don't want to say it was dust, but it was just. Uh, it was a little lackluster in terms of because of maybe yeah because of the grievance record and he was probably dead tired. No, it could also been like the grievance. You know, the grievance is like maybe some people like you know to to perform as a as a final like hurrah and you kind of have to be celebrating that performance is like it must be because like wait no. Earl was Earl? Earl? Yeah, Earl was there. Yeah, and it was it was the same kind of thing where you were like you kind of when they left the stage you were like. I like, think, I don't know how to feel about that performance, but then you kind of like you look at it back and you kind of see like their 
even I know it sounds kind of corny, but they're glossy, you know like the thing in like their eyes and like how their body language is and how much they're moving around or how much they're like even looking at the crowd or just like well, where mean, their head is like you know. I think you performed a, a Mac Miller song too, Vince Staples. Yeah, I I had said to you guys that I didn't even know Mac Miller, and when Devin texted me that he passed away, I fucking broke down bawling in my car. And I'm like, I'm like driving to pick Lauren up. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, I, was I crying couldn't believe too. it. I was driving to get Claire from the Shit airport, was, and I started crying when much. I heard it across the much. radio. Like an artist who is our age, and we kind of grew up listening to him. I, I didn't really have any other artist. I don't think that I shared that similar connection with. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty devastating. Yeah, I don't think I uh, really believed the news for a bit. Yeah, when so Devin texts me and he goes, "Yo, R.I.P. Mac Miller." And I'm, like, looking down at my phone, and I'm, like, oh, like, what happened? Like, did he just, like, like not Did he release he a dusty like, track yeah, that yeah, killed his career? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. And I, I text Devin back, and I'm, like, what do you mean? What happened? And he's, like, yo, he's fucking, he overdosed. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading like I remember seeing that chest like a ton of fucking bricks. And it was weird because the how I found out about about that event was I was um, looking at my phone and I was just browsing through Instagram and a meme page posted it. And you know when you see a meme page posted, you're like, when a meme page gets serious, you don't take it seriously because you're like, ah, I wonder yeah, what yeah. the context of this is because it's really abstract and I don't get it. And then immediately like as soon as i saw that the first place i checked was like because now it's kind of weird that how how on um that those kind of things are with uh tmz like tmz will be on that in like five minutes and yeah, it's like yeah yeah, yeah. and so I, I, I yeah as soon as i as soon as i saw that i was like oh okay it's yeah how the fuck are they always the first to know news because well, they, 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 they probably have a direct line to a cop yeah. that sends them information or and a paramedic that sends them information they pay yeah. them or whatever and they pay them, they like a contract or they're something good journalists <laughs> yeah dude like they, they they're the better than a lot of yeah. journalistic yeah. outputs yeah no sure. doubt um yeah. shit so m- these next two were my um one of the one of them is my my dank shitty meme of the year and then the other one is um what like you're like meme like musical meme yeah musical meme and then the other one is my <laughs> my song that I don't like to admit that I've been listening to all year. Guilty so do you guys want to do those? Okay. Give it to us. So we'll do we'll do this first one. Uh, this was the legendary "Lift Yourself" by Kanye West. Sick album art. That absolutely spiraled. Was this your guilty pleasure? No, 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 no. Well, actually, it kind of was yeah. because the beat is actually excellent and it what is. Kanye oh, does to it is savage so apparently yeah. the story behind this is this beat is a beat that Drake wanted and then once all the beef happened with Pusha T and Kanye and Drake Kanye dropped these surprise vocals on this track and uploaded it just to the internet like it, he didn't get like anything cleared it was just like Next yeah, to the icon, a, you can even see itself. It's yeah. like to like a Dropbox or yeah. something like that. It didn't yeah. show up on Spotify until like months later. Yeah. I think that's iMessage. iMessage? Okay. Excuse me. I am a non-i. So yeah, I basically, user. he shit on this track so Drake could never use it. And it's thought that Drake probably had like a full song already recorded to go out with it. Drake's still trying to get this cleared. That's what uh, last three days ago when they're all popping off again at each other back and forth. Kanye was doing his Donald Trump tweeting. Yeah. That's because... Drake was threatening him to pretty much 
clear this damn song for me. And he's just like, I hope it gets right, cleared, call me, but call me, they call leave me. Kanye's. And then he's just like, by the way, it's not cleared. Crying emoji. <laughs> now, I have a funny story that goes along with this. I heard that it it was put up at like maybe 5.30 or 6 in the morning on a Saturday or a Sunday. And yeah. when I woke up and listened to it, oh, here's, here's the part. Here's the part that matters. Love it though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, basically that shit came out really early in the morning. I always check for new releases every single morning, and I played this. I'm like, wow, this beat's fucking crazy. I start sending it to some people, and then without even getting uh, all that way in, and then I get to that part, and I'm like, what the fuck did I just hear? <laughs> and I'm like, did I smoke something or take something last night? Like, what the fuck? That can't be real. And, like, I'm scrolling through, like, all the comments and everybody's fucking dying. And, like, I started sending it to other people. I'm like, please tell me I'm hearing what I think I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yes, you are. And then the shit just spread like wildfire. And it was, like, the talk all over the world for, like, the next couple days. Like, Kanye West goes insane again. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then this song here is my guilty pleasure of 2018. What is ah. this? This is Justin Timberlake's JT. Filthy. Off of his record, um, I believe it's Man called of the Man Wood. of the Woods. Yep. The music video is amazing. Love me some JT. Yeah. Music video is crazy. Uh, Timbaland produced this track and does some. Producing. No way. Hell yeah. And he does some crazy work he, on the instrumentation. He Timbaland revolutionized the boots. The boots. <laughs> yes. The boots. No, but he. Okay. It's weird because him with Justin Timberlake doing a. Uh, him with Justin Timberlake doing uh, "Sexy Back" was like a huge turn in like the pop yeah, wave because like they basically turned on like pop stars from like the late '90s, early 2000s era to put on like you know like a very EDM based in terms of like the aesthetic of like the sounds of the instruments. And then pretty much they were one of the first people to do that. And then after that was just a crazy wave. Yeah. But it's very it's, dubstepy. It is yeah. very dubstepy, but it's fresh. And yeah. I like it. And there's a reason why it's my guilty Can pleasure. Can it be fresh okay? if it's. There's a reason why I didn't tell anybody to listen to this shit. You do not have to be embarrassed to like Justin Timberlake. I'm not yeah, I love JT. JT's He's talented as yeah. fuck. I just knew in my circles, as soon as anybody heard the dubstep licks, they yeah. would just be like, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't and it's interesting. Kind of dated. Yeah, it's interesting how Timbaland is trying to approach that because I saw this thing that he was. It was like an interview with him from like Complex or something like that, and he was just talking about how he's, you know, was out of music for a bit and trying to get back into it and trying to rediscover. But it's like and he's like, yo, this dubstep's fucking crazy. It's yeah. like and it, dub- it's like seven years out of yeah. date already. He's got the dubstep sounds, but he's got like a dance beat behind it. It's- yeah, well, weird. Um, I think the most interesting thing about this is what Timbaland does to the beat. I think it's in about one minute. He, Jeez, you really know this song. Hell yeah, dude. I listen to this shit like all the fucking time. Do, um, you, do you rewind to certain parts of it? 
Yes, the part where Timbaland chops this beat up and it turns into like an imperial death march. It's wow. fucking wild. And I, it's one of those things where as with my producer mind, I could usually listen to a song like this and go, okay, this is how he built it. When it gets to that part, I have no idea what tools he used or how he, he built it. It's, it's inherently digital and electronic sounding, but the way it's all chopped up and mixed is so organic. It's just like, did he go to another dimension to make that happen? Did he <laughs> receive some alien technology to make that happen? So, yeah, I think it comes up after this part. Uh, he might have went to the Timba land. Yeah, he went to the Timba lands. Timberlands. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys take it in. Cool. After this, after this. Oh, after this part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does like a little re repeat here and then it gets right into it. How did this record do? I didn't really measure its success. I'm sure it killed on the billboard charts. It wasn't rated very well here. I see what you mean. And it just sits in a pocket. So nice. I hear what you mean. Doesn't sound too glitchy. Yeah. Yeah. Like di in a digital way, I know what you mean. So to me, this was when I was like, okay, Timbaland still got the chops, you know? Yeah. Like, JT's singing is always fantastic to me. Timbaland's instrumentation is always great, but it did sound a little dated, and then yeah. he pulled that one out, and I'm like, holy smokes. I, I hope I get to hear more stuff like this this year, and I fucking didn't. So. Well, Timbaland just got to get on another <laughs> Missy Elliott track. That's true. That's what's all was going to happen. Missy Elliott, come on. get Let's get, let's go. I, want, I need to hear this stuff. <laughs> Missy, to... Missy, come back. Uh. All right, so that, that pretty much wraps up my 2018 musical journey. Somebody cool. else want to take I enjoyed it away? It. Stu Ian's. All right. Yeah, do you guys want to do a break, or do you want to do one of yours? Break it. Yeah, we'll do a break, and then we'll come back, and then we'll finish the rest of us off. All right, be right back. Hi. Hey, Hello. welcome back to uh, the Windy North, or yes. like we call we it. We are still North. trapped. Please help us. <laughs> call the police. Your hat Absolutely. like it was long, luscious locks. It is. I love it. <laughs> can, you, can you make it into like a man bun? We'll do that later. Okay, <laughs> we'll do that after. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I guess Give we're gonna to you, yeah. So where we yeah, left we're gonna off continue was... on with uh, the 2018 wrap up of songs and whatever else, and uh, I guess Ian's gonna take us away on yeah. his little personal journey. I can't cool. wait. So yeah, the first song that I wanted to put on was the song "Void" by uh, Puya, and basically the reason why it was just uh, I just. This artist just kind of came out of nowhere, and I didn't really expect to like them. That fucking horn. Yep, Booyah. that horn. Florida's fucking golden boy. Yep, Florida's golden boy. Everywhere. I didn't know about him, and um, there, how I found out about him was this metal band that was to Volumes released a song with a feature with him on it, and then I found out that their... Um, that their uh, guitarist is like a producer in like the hip hop world, and he produces some of Puya's beats. I don't know if he did anything on this record. I think pretty much every but uh, every uh, beat was what was it? A uh, Mike the Magician, and yeah. So 
pretty much dude i just think it's a pretty good song like uh, the whole album is like pretty good but this song stuck out mostly just because of like i don't know the beat slams hard it's awesome uh, I didn't know that he was so popular, though. Just looking at the stream numbers and yeah, like, you know. is a, an interesting enigma of Southern hip hop. He he fucks really heavy with like the underground scene. Yeah. He's... And then through that, when those underground acts like, let's say, Denzel Curry or the Suicide Boys or like just artists like that break through to the mainstream Puya is like right there with them getting that same notoriety interesting but I came across Puya this year too Thousand Rounds is my track by him okay and I haven't heard that one I really haven't even listened to much of him to be honest like, I gave this uh, it was the guitarist of volumes like with oh, right, the okay, yeah, yeah the feature that he had on it and it was just I just heard it and I thought it was like okay cool like I wonder who this guy is because his name sounds interesting, and uh, yeah, I'll look him up. And then I saw that, you know, this was his kind of, his whole thing was like kind of more underground, kind of like more rough around the edges, raw. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it though. Yeah, yeah I, I just watched, um, speaking of like uh, underground southern scene, there, there was this cool thing where Denzel Curry hosted this boxing match essentially so like there was a big or not a boxing match a wrestling match sorry uh there was a big wrestling ring a bunch of dudes wrestling in it a bunch of chicks wrestling in it and then afterwards uh hip-hop acts would come in and then vocally wrestle with one another really so it was like a bunch of florida locals going against each other and then denzel curry versus the flatbush zombies and like they're all on good terms but they like hammed it up as if they were like real wrestlers like getting in each other's faces oh no way and, like, like real nasty with like, it, it all... and then later in the show Puya came out to to show his support and then nice. he, he ended up participating as well and I thought it was like really cool and I guess they do this kind of thing all the time Denzel wants to continue doing this and like it, it was inviting like any artist from around the world or any hip hop artist to come join in on, on the fun yeah and, and uh, Puya's big with Fat Nick as well if you know Fat Nick yeah, yeah. what's up with Fat Nick yo they're, yeah. they're best that pals. guy looks Both like a twinky ass bitch yo he's <laughs> he's interesting I'll place him at at interesting because hell yeah he plays up what does he like, look like um here I'll bring up, up a picture show show everybody fat yes. no no youtube rewind no more i'm sorry guys yeah enough of that bullshit that i think the next song's gonna play isn't it nice perfect yep. Get talking. Well, we get a picture of Fat Nick loaded up anyways, though. I'll just yeah, talk about the next Philippia song. song rides for so, yeah. Um, so this song is a song called OD, and it's by Polyphia. And I guess the reason why I chose it just because was it was like it exceeded my expectations of them, like the band themselves. Oh, hey, Fat Nick. Fucked. There he yeah, is. Quick shout out. That's Fat Nick, everybody. Yep. Where do you think he got his name? I couldn't. <laughs> Please. Please. I, after I saw that, oh my fucking nice. god! That's actually after a, I saw these photos of him, I was just like, I'm never listening to that music. He kind I'm of embraces him. I'm fucking good. You don't, you don't really need to listen to his music. Is it bad? Who is the, the better of the two? Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of like the guy who will do the chorus and stuff, and it's just kind of like, boom, boom, make oh. that shit Audi vroom. That's yeah, nice. not that my good. favorite chorus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so anyways, with uh, Polyphia, the, the only reason I chose them, well, it's a huge reason, is just because they exceeded my expectations of themselves as a band. I don't know, they, they're they a band that kind of just kind of rode the wave of the whole like instrumental, virtuoso, like cool, groovy, hook-based sounding thing. They stood out, but um, I don't know, I just always thought they were kind of lackluster in terms of like their hooks and stuff, because it was like you know just the same pentatonic licks over and over again but then they kind of ex started experimenting with different like chords still doing pentatonic licks but like over different like chord progressions to kind of give it more of like an outside of the box sound and their hooks got a little bit more filthy they teamed up with like um i forget which producer it was but for this album for most of the beats they uh, teamed up with uh yeah a producer and kind of gave it a little bit more beef, a little bit more of like a modern sound, but the guitars are like snuck in there and the bass and the real drums just to give it kind of more of like a, you know, that band performed sound, but My slayered My only with. one gripe with this record, which it's not really a gripe at the music, it's a gripe at the speaker systems available at our disposal in our everyday lives, is I was not able to show this record to people unless there was like a high fidelity system around you know yeah like i could show it to them and they'd sort of get the point but there's so many beautiful yeah. intricacies going on with the drums and the bass where if you lose that i feel like you're losing a major part i feel like that's kind of like all modern like music with like at least you know like with like hip-hop and stuff like that that use kind of more modern samples definitely, and stuff because definitely. the fidelity is like you won't hear the 808 subs you won't hear like all these soundscapes like sure it'll like you can you understand get the gist, you yeah get the point yeah but yeah that that's my only gripe yeah th there was a bunch of people i wanted to show it to because i was pretty ecstatic about this record like it yeah it was it was really good they got a lot of really great features like mateus asado that yeah. like guitarist who's super buttery i don't know he's i can't buttery. believe it's not butter oh, I, that's I what his fucking these, name should they be they do these little beat drops too yeah <laughs> this kind of shows the producer's yeah, chops like, like a, their initial like chops to uh to other genres and yeah the, the producer's own chops yeah it's a yeah. nod to fat nick shout out fat nick yeah, yeah. and then uh yeah so this is District by Brock Hampton. I'm sure a lot of people I'm sure a lot of people have been hearing about Brock Hampton this year. I mean if you're into hip hop you probably probably have been hearing about them for a long time. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed but, to uh, not have stumbled across Brock Hampton by this point. But I think this release was like huge in terms of I don't know, just their potential and even especially after you know that one of their main members is not in the band anymore. Yeah, after and, Amir. Yeah. Member with some of the most recognizable vocals. Definitely, exactly. One of the most distinct members of the band. Was removed from the band for sucks and That'll get you. other illegal activity. Yeah. But it's really cool how they still held it down and even kind of showed each member's colors a little bit more as a, as yeah, a result of yeah. that. And this song... I don't know if this song is a good example of like all of their chops. I don't think but it, any one song is a, an example of yeah. all their chops because there is so many members. Yeah, was two women. Okay. Uh, sexual, yeah. sexual misconduct. I believe he also set up uh, a friend of Brock Hampton's to be robbed at some point. Just a shit guy. Just a bad Okay. Human. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah, Glad Brock Hampton's in a better yeah. place now. Oh, and um, <laughs> yeah, this was, a, this was a great track and I think it's what is it their since they've been signed to sony this is like their fourth check the song credits yeah 
creds. And I believe this was their iridescence was the first record where they were brought RCA, into so. where they were brought into a legitimate studio. They weren't producing it at the Brockhampton Studios, which is just a house with a studio yeah. set up in it. If I'm, uh, and I believe they spent time in Abbey Road. Yep, I think they had three days there. That's fucking yeah, they crazy. Pumped out most of the I wonder what they there. did though. There, did they Me just too. do vocals? In like the in the yeah. iconic like rooms, you know, did they know. did they you can find out online? It. Yeah, I'm wondering what they did. They use their their systems to like just process the audio to give it like a warmth, yeah. like to mix it. You know, I'm, I'm wondering what they what they did. I know Brockhampton keeps a photographer. I think two photographers around, so there's probably quite a bit documented about the whole recording process and everything you actually wanted to look into. Oh, we wanna. Yeah. Um, yeah, Iridescence was such a dope record. Yeah. I'm still, like, honestly, I'm still unpacking it now. Yeah. Like, I'm still listening to like it. Like, each song, like, there was yeah. a few songs that I, I think this is kind of like every record that you get into. It's like there's a few songs that you really stick to and you tend to, like, put them more on repeat than other ones. Yeah. And then you kind of get sick of them and then you're like, well, I want to put this record on because it sounds good even though I've listened to these songs. And then you kind of let one song play after that. You're like, ah, okay, I won't skip it. And you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, this fucks. This track. Yeah. Basically how I unwrap CDs. Yeah. You just kind of listen to a few like at first, let it, and then just everything else kind of follows yeah. out. Because it's hard for everything to grab your ear at once, unless it's like one of those like concept records where each song goes into each other. Even then, it's still yeah, like um, Los Los Drogas, Los yeah. Drogas. Weird. I just that, I just started listening to that again the other day. Fiasco's project that was in the works for like six or seven years. That is going to be a multiple year unpacking for me. It's a lot. It is a dense record instrumentally and lyrically like my head hurt after listening to it the first time i think go i I know it's kind of separated as like two records like it comes in as like um the first half is a little bit like a concept record about slavery and then western yeah like a lot of western yeah and then it comes into like a more like modern just like trappy hip-hoppy boom bappy whatever like contemporary record boom boppy boom boppy <laughs> that that's coined fresh here <laughs> <laughs> love it so let's give it the next one a go love it so we got give yourself a try by the 1975 oh. they just released this album oh yeah only uh i don't know if it was maybe like a week ago or a couple weeks ago but uh i chose the song as like i guess kind of a guilty pleasure song but it's only because the 1975 is, you know, like they're a pop band and pop music is kind of, you know, seen. It's either you love it or you hate it. Yeah. So, Can I don't just, know. Uh, but I say how bad that guitar sounds? That's the point. I think it's a guitar layered with a synth. I, I think it's a guitar. Get, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a 10 watt amp. But this song was like, I guess it's like, I guess this song is like a guilty pleasure song, not just because of like the impression that people have on the style of music, but because it's like. The structure is so, like, do you hear that, like, that, like, synth line slash guitar line? You know, yeah, it's like, it's literally that the entire song that does not go away. And it just keeps going, and it just, like, but I don't hate it, but I feel like on multiple listens, I would begin to hate it. That's the thing, though. I haven't given multiple listens, but whenever I listen to it, I'm like, it's because it's, like, the... I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like, 
it's almost like because I know other songs on the album have like these dynamics and then this song is like flatlined in terms of its dynamics so I know there's obviously some sort of like intent in creating it and I'm still trying right. to figure like, it out where, I'm like where does why it sit with the other yeah I'm like why if other songs you just know how to carry the energy and have tension and release in songwriting why is this one like what what was the like hey let's make a song but and then it was as a result of whatever like aesthetic decision it resulted in this this song makes me feel like an anime character and it's so yeah that's another thing too it's it's campy as fuck like it's just you know it's like this reminds me of good night moon days this reminds me of playing guitar yeah it's like some six. like some it's like it's like owl city on pcp you know Word. it's just like Word. <laughs> you know like 10 million fireflies yeah give us more no yep that was good the people want more. My Less people, we're my people, <laughs> we're two persons. Yeah, my people. <laughs> they have spoken. What? But um, yeah. So do this song. you listen to a lot of the 1975? I know, I know. Adam kind of like brought them around me. Didn't yeah, the they. I think we all kind of got into them at the same time. It was just because I don't know. I think they were kind of just like starting to make kind of more of a wave sure. over here. Sure. And then, like, everyone went to go, Evan went to go see them, and he it was did? a pretty good show. Yeah, he went to go see them, and it was a pretty good show. But I don't know. I think it's just did the... He go by himself? No, he went with uh, someone he was seeing at the time. Uh, and, um... But... And then she left him because... No, 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 no. It was, a relation, it, was a, it was a relationship granted, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know. Um, anyways, what I'm trying to say is... Um, the reason I think we all kind of like them is because, you know, we're all in band. We all have similar interests, but I think we're all kind of gravitate towards something new that's trying to... I don't know. I think uh, with the 1975, they kind of... They're a pop band, but their musical decisions are a little bit outside of the box, but they kind of, they kind of pepper it in, and I think it's like appreciating... When that happens, it's almost—it's almost like you're kind of waiting for it, and then they just throw something in that you're like, "Why would they do that?" Like something like off time, or like a weird polyrhythm, or like a weird chord that you're like, "That would like—I've never heard, you know, anybody do that," and and it and it be like okay to me, you know, they almost well received, like a more neon and electric. Vampire Weekend. If I was to, I've never heard of Vampire Weekend. Oh, buddy! Yeah, that's that's you a good got one. some that's, some that's put some on. All right, I've never listened to them either. Put on a <laughs> just do a punk, <laughs> do a punk by Vampire Weekend. Ape what? A punk. No. The letter A punk. Yeah. Some of their other stuff gets. These like the guys a that were classic. running on the treadmill. No, that's, no, that's okay, okay. Go. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So shout out to Lauren. She's probably gonna mute the stream because hey, she hates Vampire Weekend. Oh, oh thanks, guys. Okay. Uh, okay. Say no more. Say no more. Okay. Yeah, you can kill it. If yeah. Every, everybody gets the point. I'm sure you've heard oh, this okay. on the radio. A Ten billion. Dollars. I think. I think the 1975, depending on their songs, though, if comparing it to these guys and and kind of tying them together. They bring more of like an atmosphere, more of a vibe in their songs. Sure, it's like that's when why a song I, that's is... why I said more neon. Like, I'm, oh, like okay, they're, yeah, they're kind of grabbing at like an aesthetic almost. I can agree to that definitely. Yeah, they like they 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 set a mood per song, yeah, and they can sure. and they can execute it well. But uh, we'll go to the last song on this playlist, which is a song called "Grip Shoes" by a band called Good Tiger. What are cool. grip shoes? Grip like, shoes. Uh, Sketchers. Oh, New nice. Balance. Nice. 
Um, I think just the reason why I like this is, I don't know, it's just a, one of my favorite albums. Just, you know, I Good Tiger's a cool, like, little super group. Uh, guitarists are from this band called The Safety Fire that's not around anymore. Oh, fuck yeah. The, um, the bassist is from Architects, or formerly was, I think. And the vocalist was from, like, Sky Eats Airplane. And, like, um, he, it's uh, this vocalist, Elliot Coleman. He's been in, you know, some bands for a while now. And the drummer is this guy, Alex Rudinger, who's been, like, who was in The Faceless. And uh, he's like a YouTube drummer, and, and when I say YouTube oh, drummer, I mean like, no, he doesn't flip the stick, but he does just does a lot of really good covers, and he's like no, he really speedy. I, I he love doesn't that flip you know the stick exactly per what se. I'm to. Yeah, <laughs> I know who you're talking about, baby. I don't know, Chris, but um, no, nobody yeah. specific. I just know a lot of YouTube drummer, or yeah. like playthrough it's drummers. They do a lot of flourish specifically on that. We okay? Yeah, we're great. How are you doing? Oh, excellent. That's good, man. I'm happy to hear. But, uh, uh yeah, right. with Grip Shoes by Good Tiger, like, I don't know, this song in particular, just because the lyrics also are pretty good, just because it's kind of, you know, being okay. Not being okay, but, like... We're just being see, okay, guys. No. <laughs> hey, just being we're okay. just okay, guys. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of about like watching your life pass by and just not doing anything about you know like making a change and just like analyzing it and you know you should be taking advantage of like your moment but you just keep it's just it's just it's it's a uh, i guess the lyrics kind of outline that mindset not encouraging it or discouraging it maybe it's like this bit of discouragement but it's kind of that thing but you know do you yeah do you guys prefer lyrics that you can like relate to your own life or do you prefer lyrics that tell stories that you would never be able to there's a weird fine to. line uh with lyrics i find in the music it's like it has to i don't i i i can't be like attentively listening for them and waiting for them to grab me i have to be like at a certain time at a certain place and it can be anywhere and i can hear it from any source i don't have to be listening to it in my car in my headphones like but once i hear that song or those lyrics in a certain place and it just kind of puts me in a certain mood and yeah. I just kind of grab it at that moment. And I'm like, oh, and then it just gets me. It can be like in the mall listening to it or yeah, it'll flip you back there. It'll just, yeah. And it's something about it that grabs me at the moment. And then every time I listen to it after that, when it puts me in that place of like weird nostalgia, that's when it's like, okay, this song is yeah, for me, means something to me in whatever way that might be. I guess it just depends on the mood, I guess. Cause I don't know if I'm going through some shit. I'll just put on a track that I'm familiar with and can kind of relate to the lyrics, but then just in a studying kind of mood I'll put on some track that usually has a story behind it and I want to read more into their life and what they're going through I guess right. you guys love that music that's like gut wrenching you know to oh, a certain like, point like it hurts yeah. to listen to yeah yeah, yeah. to yeah. a certain point cause like uh, if I'm in a mood to listen to that and I put it on it's like masochistic almost yeah. where I'm just like uh, it's damn abuse. it fucking stings you're like oh but it hurts it hurts so good <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know how I feel about that. No, it doesn't. It's not like I do that super often or anything. But when yeah, I do. when I I know yeah, you do. all the time. <laughs> Text me every time you do it. It's weird. <laughs> Dude, I'm really upset right now. It's, really, really, yeah, it's really weird. Down, <laughs> so this first track is um, from Ian's band that he likes to listen to. I think Christian does too. Monuments, fucking rad. Um, yeah. I don't like it. Why are you so sexy? You don't like it. <laughs> Your favorite I, uh, records of I, actually, I actually I hate, hate this it. song. Yeah. 
Yeah. I um What is it do you hate everything about it or no, I don't. it's um it's a good way clean of clean vocals? It's a good way of clean vocals ruining a fucking track. Oh my god. A metal track? And I what about it? You need to go to a psychologist and no, work through some no, 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 issues. No, no, no. You you need to listen to this, man. <laughs> It's these elementary school lyrics that just—it's those the lyrics like if they were so intricate if they were intricate lyrics that like we were just talking about record? spoke to you yeah, yeah phronesis yeah it's uh yeah it's painful yeah I remember when it came out and I was I was driving to oh. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere up north like it was a long drive and I was like yo what am I gonna download oh shit new monuments came out. Let's get that going. And I'm playing it, and I'm like, the instrumentation's fucking banging. And yeah, a lot of the lyrics, I was like, oh, this part. Oh man, what a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the lyrics are a little, they're a little dusty, a little dusty, they're, and they're um, super corny to go along yeah, with the clean vocals. If no, the 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 vocals, like the clean. way the melodies are executed, I think like they write hooks that accompany like these really heavy technical riffs. It's like, how else are you supposed to make that music approachable? Well, not with lyrics like that. No, not with lyrics like that. You are totally right. I agree. With, I agree with you a hundred percent. But if they were better lyrics, I think you would have a better impression. Would you not? I'm not yes. sure because I'll never hear this song with better lyrics. I don't know if you can find me a similar song with better lyrics. Do I smell a cover, Danger Liker? I don't know who that is. Oh, me neither. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to a Shout band out. I don't know exists. <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, the song's not bad, but I don't go out of my way to listen to it. Do you guys go back and... Well, I don't know if you listen to Monument before. Nope. Do you go back and listen to old Monument? Uh, like like Gnosis yeah. stuff? Yeah, of course I do. you feel I like do. it stands up? I feel like the riffs do. The it, riffs do because that album... It's like, okay, the thing is, what I find with every band's first breakthrough album is it's always going to be, by definition, the best. Not because, maybe not just because of, like, nostalgic reasons, but because the first album is always the album a band will be able to put their most years into. And they can, like, it can be four years, and then they can finally release that everyone's going to be, this is amazing. But then they're on the, the then they're on the clock, so yeah. then it's, like, an album every year, every two years, and it's, like... You know, people are like, oh, it wasn't as good as that. It's like, well, yeah, what did you expect? Like, they had to tour and they had to do a bunch of shit. And then at the same time. That's a little different, though. Vince Staples is not doing the instrumentation. Yeah. One man working with a producer. Some bands like this. Multiple producers, I guess. Yeah. When when you have like a four or five piece band, you're getting a bunch of people on board and then producers and engineers on top of that, I'm sure. And I think it's a little more complicated. Avril Levine shout out, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one, I guess, um, when Tyler the Creator was dropping his, I guess he still is dropping his singles. Yeah. After Flower Boy, he yep. re- released Okra. Oh, and the then uh, he... AO, the yeah. AO singles. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I fucking love this track. I love, I love the sample that he used. Kind of um. For me, it kind of just like summed up Flower Boy for some reason. I feel like it's just like a good, good mix of everything that he did on that album. True, true. It's a short little, short little piece. No, I, I did really like the song as well. Yeah, I like the video that he shot. He did it all in one take, so that was that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I love the artistry behind Tyler the Creator. Yeah, from the clothes that he wears to the words that he chooses to the beats that how he, he makes. basically just brands himself yeah, is he, so. His photography is, is fucking amazing. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Fuck, man. He's so you talented. see the video he did um, with ASAP Rocky? Where, yeah, for um, is it, what's that shit called? Mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> Potato <laughs> salad? <laughs> you got an ingredient right. <laughs> yeah, that video is really cool yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Tyler the Creator is just fucking creative. And then like the videos he did for some of the songs off of Flower Boy reminded me of like the Beatles like Yellow Submarine. I've almost. never seen a video from Flower Boy. Oh man, they're wild. You How many definitely check them out. I think there's two or three. For what songs? I don't remember. Perfect. Thanks for the help. <laughs> the video for See You Again? Okay. This next track is not this one. Oh, Lord. Um, Ooh. Right. I think this was at the beginning of the year when I started really getting into Anderson Pack. Pac? Packy? Mm. Pack. Maybe not Packy. Pack. I've heard it pronounced Pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This track really Damn, I don't know if I've heard it. And it's kind of older, too, though. Yeah. It's from Venice, which is from a really long time ago. Yeah, this is when I really started getting into him. So, uh... This is a track that really paints an image. Tells a whole story. <clears throat> do you do you guys want to talk about his new record? For a sec here? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. What'd you guys think? Have, it was I haven't been able to fully like squeeze the whole thing, but I'm still unpacking like seventy two other albums. Unpacking. Yeah. Hey. But you know, like songs <laughs> songs definitely bang from that like six summers yeah. and you know What do you think about it? Tints obviously. I enjoy it but malibu trumps it in my book it's because he had a lot of time to work on it yeah it's got a yeah, very yeah. different vibe to it though too, this yeah it, it just seems very braggadocious and flashy to me which to me when i was first introduced to anderson i was kind of thinking that he was like a real soulful artist i i likened him to like a james brown kendrick mashup almost and yeah then, that's a good that's a really good way of doing it and his vocals have definitely stayed true to that but the lyricism on the new record kind of left something to be desired for me like it's fun and it's playful and it's good and it's kind it's of not, a darker album too though like, yeah a little bit it definitely takes some turns here and there yeah. definitely yeah. takes turns here and there it's a good bit of um turn the lights off put some candles on and some love making sure I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad record. Like, no, no, it's no. It's definitely up there for yeah. a record. If you of the were just year to have, like, you know, if someone was to have a gun to your head and says you can only choose one, you're picking. Now, I also heard that his band had nothing to do with the new record. Where, like as controversial. Malibu, where on Malibu, they. Yeah, Anderson Pack of the Free everything. Nationals. That's yeah. what they've always been. I know, because you can tell he's also trying to, like, help that, because he's like, oh. Well, he's still two, touring I, with his band. Like, yeah, but he's like, you know, album? if I get. Yeah, I can Weird. feel like that was a huge label thing. As soon as I saw the album and it just said Anderson Pack and their band was kind I of just on the cover, he was and I ready was... to do anything to work with Dr. Dre. If that yeah. meant dropping the band to record the record, yeah. that's what he had to do. But feel like I'm sure it was like even maybe the band was like, "Yo, go do it," because then we get more notoriety. Yeah, exactly. Later. Like, we well, they do. do. Have you we seen want. like their plays on like Spotify and yeah, everything like that? It's it's crazy. What are they like? In the billions. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're pretty high though. They're like surprisingly high. Uh, let's take a look. Give it to me. That's not them. It's cold in here. It's been snowing for a very long time. <laughs> Aggressively at Jesus. that. Jesus. 
How the fuck am I gonna get home? Yeah. And we're still trapped here, guys. Come on. Like, why isn't anybody held as well? I, I, need, I, need, I need the cops busting in through here. Over? Hit that donation button. Yeah. I know you see it. Yo, click that. <laughs> trying to get sponsored by somebody on uh, Instagram there. Trying, yeah. Uh, trying to get some beanies. Beanie hat company? Yeah. What's, cool hat company? What's their problem? I don't know, dude. Yo, bots are driving me nuts on Instagram. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so a bot annoying. messaging me about rap beats right now. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> Do you just mess with them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause it's either you ignore them, you... It's so formulaic when they yeah. message you. It's like, what a great post. Yeah. Clapping hands. I love this yeah. song. Firework. Yeah. <laughs> or like... If you want to see me making waves, please yeah. follow me. <laughs> when we're dropping like the hip hop hashtag, it's like, yo, these are Shit, the most fire man. raps I ever heard. Why don't you check out me raps? <laughs> because we're not doing <laughs> that. And then this next track is uh, what got me into Brahamo. Oh, here we go. I love the fucking horns in this track. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. This song was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I I love those like the, the fucking crisp horns. I don't know what it is about it. Every track that has horns <laughs> the in crisp it. Crisp horns. That sounds like a porn star. It is. <laughs> crisp Chris <laughs> Chris <porn>. horns. <laughs> Chris horns. <laughs> Chris horns. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. This song just flows so well for me. I, uh, every time I want to get into a better mood, I'll just put this on and I'll fucking I'll groove out for a, yeah, for a good minute. <laughs> I, there's definitely been many days when I'm leaving work and this is the song yeah, I have to put on like, like on a Friday <laughs> afternoon and I'm just like, fuck yeah. I can't wait to get out of this <laughs> fucking place. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, Brock Hampton has a very special way of picking their first singles for all their, well, their saturation records at least. Um, they were all like a real swift punch to the lips. Yeah. And to the fucking ears. <laughs> punch to the lips. I was going to say, why the fuck are they punching my lips? It seems aggressive. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're aggressive. They're they're bangy. They're poppy. They hit you in the lips. Yeah, it, they just, just knock you right in the lips. Well, it gets you like really stoked to listen to the rest of the project. And then the next song that's going to follow it could be like a that sappy love it. song. And yeah. you're like, oh. what am I getting into? This is beautiful. Yet yeah, they're uh. They're quite a dynamic band. They're fucking all over the map. Yeah. How many members does Brockhampton have? 72, I think, give or take. Yeah. Give like or take 59. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, there's like uh, 14, because I remember Jeez. when they got their deal with RCA, they got like a $15 million deal. One mil per? No, uh, well, $15 million for, I think, six, uh, no, th in three years, they have to make six records. Yeah, and you're not getting that So money. that's why it's they did like Saturation, well, Saturation yeah, 1, yeah. 2, and 3 helped, because they did that all in, what, one year? And then the year after, they did Iridescence, so now they just got to clear two more in two years, and that's and they're gonna good. going to be easy for them, I, I think. feel like with that yeah. many members, you it's just have music completely. coming out the yeah. waz, you know? Like, yeah. You just get to narrow it down I wonder the what best. the concerts are like. Probably uh, fucking wild. I heard they're members. really nice. Uh, have you seen the... Sorry? At least 11 members. Okay. Um, I heard that their concerts get crazy, but they reel them in. They're not like Tyler, the creator, or ASAP Rocky, where they let it, like, devolve riot. into an all-out riot. They're, they'll, like, yell into the crowd if somebody, if they see somebody, like, fall and, like, isn't getting picked up. They're, like, tossing water out to the crowd, like, making sure everybody stays hydrated. Like, it's a, it's a real... PG-13 experience, but there it no can get like explosive. And then Tyler, the creator, is like a metal guy, like, I want to see somebody fucking Dude. die tonight! <laughs> uh, apparent, like, 
Tyler has had some of the most brutal crushes that he's Southwest. been like banned from like performing yeah. in like the UK or some yeah, shit. South by Southwest, UK. I think, too. <laughs> that place wow. got pretty fucked up. But after watching him perform, I would get crushed. I would die at a Tyler show. Why? Because it looks wild. Like Camp it looks Flogna. like a spiritual experience. I want to check out Camp Flogna. Yeah, I would that love would be, to take a little awesome. road trip down. This song, um, I came across it because my friend just recently showed me this uh, Billy girl that's featured in this song, or mm-hmm. Vince is featured on her song. Um, she's got a very weird style. She, uh, she's got a very strange music video on YouTube. It's all shot in the, uh, the portrait view. Looks like it's off of a phone. Is this the girl that was featured on quite a few Vince Staples songs? Um, I'm not sure. Check out, uh, check it out. I Ian. think it might be. There, Can you click on her name? There is a, a female that sounds very similar to this, if not exactly like on this. On what Vince song? Uh, there, I think there's two off of Summertime 06. And like the girl that does Tweakin'? Uh, no, she's like, not um, on the new record. Okay. I, I wouldn't think it'd be Billie Eilish. She just popped this year. Oh, okay. So what do you, cool what, style, though. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. What do you dig about it? I don't know. It just, I just, it's just, it sits well with me. I don't know. Um, I remember listening to it in BC for the first time, and I guess it just brings back weird memories of BC. Not weird memories, just. <laughs> what were you doing in BC? Just weird so things. Weird just, <laughs> just weird things. I better not talk about. All right, fair enough. <laughs> listening to the 1975. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. My, yeah, it brings me back to the times. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, I like when Vince Staples comes in. He um, obviously just kills every track that he's ever on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, has Vince ever done a wrong? I think he always wants to be the last person, too, that sings on a track. Because I remember Earl Staples said... Earl Staples, what the Earl fuck? Sweatpants? <laughs> yeah, Earl Sweaty Pants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said that Vince wouldn't let him put him before Earl or anything. He wanted so he to make finish sure the he track. Him? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Be pretty weird to work with Vince, I think. Yeah, he seems pretty opinionated, eclectic, and kind of like, I'm going to do it my way. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good song. Cool. Yeah, I like it She's a, lot, a weird actually. artist. I think I'm, I might check out more of her stuff, but I got to be in like a certain kind of mood for it. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I've, yeah. My girlfriend showed me it. I've, I've grown to actually start yeah. to listen to it. My friend's girlfriend showed him and then he showed me. It seems like a... I've definitely seen her name like a girlfriend like all kind of over the place, but I'm, I'm, I don't stick, stay away from female artists, but I'm a little wary because like, I don't know, there's just a high, Can't higher percentage of bad music yeah. performed by female artists, I think. Like, just Popular really sense. crappy pop. Yeah. Well. Uh, I kind of think that goes, here comes I think us. it definitely goes both ways. Here's another chick one for you. <laughs> Norma Tanega? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I dang that album cover is wild. <laughs> Walking my cat that. named Dog. Yeah, I uh, I think I saw this in a in a movie. Oh, I've heard this. Song oh, before. this is um, uh, this is uh, and what we do in the shadows. Hell yeah. yeah! This is from what What's we do that? in the shadows. It's a movie. It's kind of like a mockumentary about uh, vampires yes, that are roommates. That's where I got yeah, it from. Devin, yeah, will you yeah. look up the director's name? 
Uh, he's got a Taiko Watiti or some yeah. shit like that. He, he's the guy who also directed uh, Thor Ragnarok, and he, he's being greenlit to like direct more Marvel movies, which is awesome. I think they're coming out with other movies related to this. I think they're focusing the on the, um, uh, the werewolves. Talaka oh, that's cool. I love this movie. Yeah. Taliti? It's one of the movies yeah. that I like, watched recently. It's like Taiko Watiti. <laughs> Yes, super cool, and I'm glad he's like getting greenlit to work on bigger projects that will have more eyes on. Them. Yeah, yeah, this movie was surprisingly really good. I, I don't watch movies often. I love the scene where they feed Nosferatu the fucking chicken. He's like down in the basement, and they're like, "Oh yeah, here's your dinner." <laughs> and they're like trying to hand it to him, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, you go back to sleep. Man, that now. shit got me. Actually, I was like, whoa, okay, all right, this is one of the scarier vampires in quite a bit. Dude, Nosferatu, as old as that film is, is still one of the creepiest looking horror characters I've ever seen in my life. And it's just crappy prosthetics that are slapped on it. Has anyone seen, I, I don't, I can't recall the name of the comic book series, wasn't necessarily a comic, but there are three drawings, uh, Tales We Tell in the Dark maybe, um, that they're coming out with a movie for those apparently. I used to read those when I was younger, they're creepy as hell. Oh, cool. I'll bring up one of the pictures for you so you can see Captain Underpants. <laughs> Did you see the Captain Underpants movie? There's a movie? Yeah. Tra yeah. A cartoon, I hope. I heard it was god-awful. I hope it's a cartoon. It's, uh, like, CGI animated. Oh, fuck that. Either get a real guy in underwear, I used to love the flippy cartoon. pages. Yeah. I would be jealous of everybody who had that book in school because I never had it. I, just I would steal it. I think, or no, I think I would trade people packages of Mr. Noodles for their Captain Underpants Dude, books. Did everybody just eat did anyone Mr. See Noodles these? raw? Yeah, and, and ever just, read like, these crush them up yeah. and eat them? I still do that sometimes. I feel like that's super unhealthy. Why? I don't know. Terrifying. The noodles are like flash cooked before they're sent to you. I don't know, man. Do you eat? Do I eat? Sometimes. <laughs> do you open like a bag of chips and you eat them? No, I don't. I usually get somebody else to open them for me. Okay, but you don't cook your I chips? I don't eat them. I cook my chips. Normally. It's incredibly difficult to have a conversation with you sometimes. Because I don't want to answer some questions sometimes. Because <laughs> I know where it's taking me. And I got to direct the fucking conversation elsewhere. All right. Let's direct it at your next song. Hey, look at that. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Always going to listen to them. Uh, one of the best albums I think they've made, other yep. than Queens of the Stone Age. Something about this song, I, uh, I love the dreamy feel from that guitar. Um, I wish the chorus was a little bit different. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about a lot of these songs, but I know. I know I like them. <laughs> I was gonna say this song to me was always a nice reprieve on the album, where you get like a lot of the the grungy feel of the Queens of the Stone Age, and then yeah, it comes into like a, a more iridescent like. It's a lot. The music's a lot happier than what the words are. So uh, words are pretty depressing. Oh, I just like uh, many ska artists out there. Ska? Ska, yeah. Interesting. I've never really read up any ska lyrics. Oh, they're they can be incredibly depressing. Like what? Uh, things about living living in poverty, suicide. Uh, oh, so your standard topics. Yeah, yeah, st standard depressing topics. But then it's followed up by like. So life in twenty eighteen, right? Like the instrumentation is just ridiculously happy, and then you listen to the lyrics, you're like, my god. 
Yeah, I fucking love the guitars here. I love the way they just bounce around in the speakers. I don't know if I've ever actually listened to this record uh, in a time when I, I now have nice, high-quality audio equipment. What you listening to? Probably Electra headphones bought from Dollarama. Nice. Nice. Are you, did you say what am I listening yes. to? Oh, I just have some like M audios. I know. I know they're not like. No, they're, they're good. Premier, but they get the job done pretty well. Yep. What um? What um? What? Oh. It's got a very interesting uh, cover album though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very straight to the point. I always, I always looked at this this album cover, and I didn't really understand how it fit in with like the rest of the Queen's projects, because usually they have like naked women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when I bought the Queens of the Stone Age vinyl, when you opened it up, it's just like a, it's like a film tape. It's just got like naked chicks all over it, kind of like a porn reel, I guess. That's awesome. Kind of weird. Is there a photo of Josh Hame kicking a photographer right in the face? Dude, I lost so much respect for him when he did that. Yeah. That's I feel brutal. like he was on like a lot of coke or something. Like, how does that even happen? Like, I feel, felt like it was so out of character for the dude. I know. Yeah. He's never done anything like that. And he kicked out the one guy, Nick Olivieri, for fucking beating up his girlfriend. Wasn't his girlfriend. Yeah, I guess. Go around beat, beating up women. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. And then Ooh, fucking yes. action. Um, oh, yeah. It's kind of nice hearing him try to sing, even though he says that he's not a singer. I think he's got a pretty decent voice. Similar to Mac Miller, Mac Miller is not a trained traditional singer, but when you put a certain amount of soul and emphasis into the singing, it still shines through. Yeah. You know? yeah he is a good vocalist, though. I've never actually never heard him sing before. Mac? Or action. Action. Yeah. Yeah. I forget who originally wrote this song. But it's, uh. I want to say, like, Mary J. Blige. 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 <laughs> Blanche. Blank. Did you guys, uh, really vibe with Action's new record this year? I don't know if I gave it many listens. Yeah, Man, same. I get so White lost Bronco. with White Bronco. Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, actually, I really like that album. Yeah. I the It's kind of sad for me because I feel like the production of the instruments outshines his lyrics at some points. Yeah, like, I, I do really that. love the project. But Knowledge and The Alchemist are such amazing producers that sometimes it's hard to just not listen to only the beats, you know? Yeah. And then you go like, oh, but Action's on here too. I got to tune my, my ear over to him now. It's another album that felt very short. Yeah. Did you hate it? Because it was short? I don't, like, what's with all these short fucking albums? I think it's just a... It's the way the business goes now, man. I think it's just... Do they just want to release more but have... Like shorter, they just want to keep releasing albums? as well, much music as quickly as possible because people forget, right? So you have to got to compete with all the other yeah. albums that keep coming out. Well, got to work the, on the clock. The thing is, when you were only able to put out vinyls and CDs or cassettes, it was like 
you get one chance to press a zillion of these fucking yeah. things. Yeah, and you get that for like a year or yeah, two. And, and that's... it costs a shitload but of now, money. But now you have multiple ways to release your records. You can bring in money from streaming platforms and then pay for more record presses if you want to. You can do like Kickstarter shit, whatever. Like, I think the way we look at records is really changing because of streaming platforms now. You know, like, you don't have to do... Well, the thing is, too, with, like, longer records back in the day, a lot of the songs would be, like, filler. Like, not great. Like, yeah, there there was, of course, like, projects that were great front to back, but a lot of them were just, like, B-sides getting thrown on because an artist label was, like, put put 19 tracks on it. Make make this shit run for 45 minutes, you know? Like, we want to get our money's worth. I, uh, I love all the artwork that comes with vinyls. Yeah, I'm looking to get a, a vinyl player. You should get one. At some point this year, because just I don't know co- what that, that is. collecting vinyl is incredibly hipster. And oh, as you can that. see, as a podcast host, I'm embracing the hipster do you feel lifestyle. Like, do you feel especially like, with that hat? Hell yeah! Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> don't fucking look at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like a podcast is quite a hipster thing. I feel like. A lot of people are doing it. Well, the th- yeah, a lot of people are doing it. Does does that make it a bad thing? No, no. I don't think so. But Michael Rappaport just started one. Did he? So he did, did Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I'm actually excited for Conan's. I, I like him as a personality. Yeah, me too. He's um, just naturally on all the time. You yeah. know, it doesn't feel like he's like forcing to be on. He's just on. Yeah, dude. So no. is Bobby Lee. Yeah, yeah Bobby Lee. Shout out to Bobby well. Lee. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to touch on for today? Um. What would you like to touch on, there, uh, guy? You want to go through like our other categories real quick? Yeah, sure. Kay. Shoot him at us. All right, all right, all right. Fill me up. What, what do I got here? Punch us in the lips. What are we trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> uh, my, my first question was, what what are we trying to do as musicians in this this coming year? As as some of the the listeners may or may not know, um, me and Patrick. Our bedroom producers, real glamorous, and uh, Ian belongs to a, a local band called Danger Liker. There you have it. He's acknowledged the existence. Everybody, stay quiet. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> yeah. So, like, do, do you guys have do you guys have any goals for your music in twenty um, nineteen? Yeah, I think we're all we're working on uh, album. So get that done, release it, you know, and promote it and market it effectively. I think that's the important thing. Like not, it's the only thing, like to make the music as good as possible is the most important thing. But now with just so much, exactly. And with so much music coming out and us being such a, you know, starting in such a starting position in our, you know, careers, if you want to call it that, is that um you know to market it just kind of helps it get to as many ears as possible and in a world where the you know streaming is kind of like i feel like it's still in its infancy in terms of being in a more structured way you know i think 2017 was what the first year where artists made more money off of streams like big artists yeah so 
taking advantage of that is a huge thing. And now that we have all the tools, it's just a matter of being able to execute that in a, in a way that, you know, we can let this album really shine, get it to as many ears as possible, at least just for like a, a little bit of a listen. Sure. You know, I, I think it's definitely within your reach. Like I, I know you guys have the tools to, to make yeah. it happen. And I, you, you already have one project under your belt and I'm sure you've learned a ton since then. Yeah, definitely with just, you know, managing time, and I have some, you know, other projects, some bouncing around, this being, you know, including one of them. So, yeah, yeah it's just a matter of, like, managing time as well. I guess it's just, like, a New Year's resolution that I have. Cool. Hey. Better with my time management. Cool. I think I'm going to focus a lot more on my songwriting, get, um, kind of keep the ideas fresh and flowing in a track, because I find when I write music, it all just stays in one spot, and there's not really much movement in it. The idea's there, the idea's good, but then it drags on for about three or four fucking minutes without much change. And I'm uh, hoping to get my mixes to sound better, because I've found w- once I started coming here more often and listening to these guys and what Ian's pulling out, my uh, mixes fall short pretty pretty hard. So I'm going to try to beef up that game. Um, Yeah, what are you going to be doing? I think 2018 for me was kind of a year where I really found my melodic persona and characteristics and what I like to do with the keys. I think 2019, I really want to focus on personifying my drums a lot more, having them... Humanizing them? Yeah. Having them sound more organic, lots more splash, lots more vibrance to them. Splash. Splash. Um, yeah, not so robotic, not so to the grid. Uh, and make it sound like I'm not just one dude working on a fucking computer. Because yeah. that, that's one thing that always takes me out of the style of music that Have you thought I of like to make. taking samples from real? Yeah, oh yeah. I sample stuff all the time. But it's I still like to lay out my own drum tracks. Because there's certain things that I like to do that you, I'll just never be able to find in a sample you know yeah, that's true. and and try weird stuff that it's probably never really been done before you know and it just sounds horrible i hear that <laughs> and then yeah i think i want to put together like a a project lp or an ep or something um, cool all by yourself yeah you don't want anybody helping you i, I don't know somebody can help if they want everybody scream can over top of it just yell nonsense yeah hell yeah yeah, because like I have a I have a couple folders which are like the rough outlines for like a short record that I would like to do, but they just need to be fleshed out. And if I want to work on those, I don't know, or if I want to start something brand new and just see that like straight to the end. But I'd like to have a cohesive project instead of just putting yeah. out little singles here and there. Yeah, yeah. I find anytime I revisit old tracks, there's there's cool shit in it, but then there's just too much stuff to go through. Yeah. Agreed. So I just dump everything onto an external hard drive and uh, forget about it forever. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's us as musicians. As listeners, what are you guys looking to do in the coming year? Always trying to just be more open, but taking things with a grain of salt, like not being too invested into an artist. Like if I hear something that slams really hard, I you know, can't be like, well, then everything this artist makes is going to be great. Cause sometimes I kind of fall victim of that. And then it's just, 
it's kind of like being brainwashed. Like sometimes people are like, yo, the music just isn't that good. And I'm like, yeah. no, it is. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You don't get yeah. it. And I mean, I feel like that's kind of like all music is good in a sense, but I have to learn to kind of like to have a taste and not be such like a hippie. Like I love everything about music, but also to, there's a weird fine line. It's, you know, like be more open in terms of with myself, like telling myself it's okay to, you know, not like certain things and like certain things like have a taste because I feel like this year I was trying to be as open as possible. That's when you lose your personality, I think, in music. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was going to say, I would love for us on the show to be able to like really hash some shit out. Like you really love something and I really am just like, or you're just doing that with like that. metal and like, you yeah, know, saying exactly metal like that. that. Like that is the most fun to me. Dumb. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> They'll say nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to try to start getting over that clean vocal thing, maybe. Cool. Maybe. Uh, maybe I think you're not. missing out on a lot of great music, but yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> um, I want to explore more weird genres, like I always do, and find some... That's just... not a new goal. Yeah, so that's not it's a new like goal. You... That's just what you're doing. Oh, that's... Oh, I'm a fucking fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something new. Um, What do you hate about some music? I think... Okay, so a pr- issue... I have noticed with my listening habits this year is when a project drops and I get really excited about it because it's really flashy and catchy right off the bat. And I start telling everybody like, Oh, this shit's the fucking greatest. You got to check it out. (laughs) No, 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 not like that. Where where I I have done like one listen, but I didn't really unpack something and I'm telling like giving it like all my praises. And then like a couple weeks later, I'm like, yeah, Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to hold, like, be a little more reserved before highly recommending things to people because I don't want to ever be like the boy who cried wolf where I recommend something to somebody and they just go, well, the last thing he showed me was shit or it was just mediocre. I don't want to listen to it because I feel like I do come across a lot of great music that I love to share. Like, it's, like, one of my favorite pastimes for sure. Yeah. So how long are you going to sit on an album or a track before sharing it then? Two days. Perfect. (laughs) I look forward to that. 48 straight hours. Like usually, usually I do this shit where like I'll download an album on Friday morning. I listen to it on my drive to work and then I'm like messaging you guys already like, yo, you got to hear this. I think I should at least like let it sit in my mind for like a day or two. Well, it's still good to share a track. Oh, definitely. Well, like with you two, it's different. You two, the band? Yeah. Fucking terrible. (laughs) With you guys, it's different as opposed to me like recommending it to somebody who's maybe not going to critically unpack the album they might just take it face value and then just hate it i've just stopped sharing music with people because i know they're not fucking listening to it anytime i send it to a friend who's not one of you guys i'm just like they're not going to fucking true maybe i'm just inflating my own ego by talking about it to people that aren't really listening and they don't really care yeah oh you'll really love this track and i'm like did you listen fuck no Uh, maybe i'm just practicing for when i do come to talk to you guys about the stuff (laughs) <laughs> i don't think you need practice yeah not at all <laughs> so yeah that, that's what i want to do as a listener i guess that's good um so this <laughs> th- this next one's like a little bit of satire i guess satire. um it doesn't have to be satire but i chose to it t- turn my answer into a satirical kind of one um, <laughs> what genre is going to be super hype next year oh yeah this question hmm forget what my answer was rap with country in it oh oh that just made me physically ill (laughs) i think isn't that like yellow wolf 
<laughs> dude on uh or like a kid bit. rock a little bit if yeah kid rock football, kid rock like nfl football they'll have like monday night football songs and it'll be like there'll be some chick who'll just be like it's monday night come on down and get your beer and they'll be like yo it's monday night it's football oh. time we can do it together one at a time and you're just like oh my god one hurts. at a time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh, i think rap's gonna be dominating for for a few more years definitely i don't think there's gonna be much change Nope, I agree. Yep. It's unfortunate for some reason. For some reason, I'm not really liking it. It might get a little bit more... It might change its course. It might still be hip-hop-based or rap-based, but I think it'll be... I think we need to see... There'll be some certain textures or whatever, like, in the beats. Yeah. Like, change, and then that'll kind of just carry on to, like, even pop music, because pop music does the same thing with, like, you know, they use, like, the 808 hi-hat thing in trap music, and there'll be some other, you know quality that stands out that you know will just kind of yeah i'm afraid of things find it getting stale never yeah, get it'll, stale. Never, it'll never it get never it'll get never get stale. get stale just history always repeats you itself the things genre might get stale hip-hop no hip-hop is like rock it can't get stale. yeah rock you know? got stale for a point well it's not stale there's some, always some shit going on but yeah. you just need but to check like, out the bubbles below the cut you know yeah i guess i don't know i don't know how i feel about that answer you just gotta look there's always good shit, dude. I'm looking everywhere. High, low. Well, I'll send you stuff. You don't send stuff, man. <laughs> King of the weird. Christian Michaels. Um, so <laughs> my answer was, let me let me just read this here. Um, Whoa. Choking on hot Cheeto core. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain that? How that, how that yeah, sounds? Yeah, so this, the idea popped into my head because I thought of the idiot Lil Xan earlier in the year oh, um, yeah. being hospitalized for choking on hot cheetos or e- overdosing too many. overdosing on hot cheetos must have been a burning hole um and basically <laughs> the idea behind the genre is it's going to be metalcore vocals um done after snorting a load of hot cheeto Jesus. dust and Damn. eating a handful of hot cheetos that would be so fucking painful no tide pods in the mix <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that we, was a big thing of two. That was a big thing it? of 2018. Yeah, that was a big meme. It was the kids eating Tide Pods. <laughs> don't I? I just just you don't like. The I, taste? I I just hope that stays in 2018. I hope dumb shit like that just keeps happening. Yeah, just like, but it's gonna be like different. I was uh, gonna cleaning. say no, but then when you said keeps happening, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with it. I don't it's know. It's called I Darwinism. Can, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't true. like watching it. Well, we I, don't I have like to watch it. I, like, I don't really watch it. I no, just hear I, I never. I, I don't think I've ever even seen a kid was a guy smoking it out of a bong. What? I saw that. <laughs> Jesus. Saw yeah, yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? I'm sure it didn't feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he died after, shortly after, but <laughs> he was um, counting. Uh, okay. So the next one. Do you guys have any dope stories from 2018? Just anything? anything? Cool. Yeah. Just anything. Um. Yeah. I mean. We are the band that I'm in. Like we released our three song EP. We started playing shows finally, and kind of did that on the summer. It's like throughout the summer, and then released another track. So I think just a lot of things that you know, the band that I'm in was wanting to do for so long, and then we finally did it. And then kind of looking at it in retrospect, it's like, oh, like why the fuck did we do this sooner? That and just like, <laughs> oh, we actually did like quite a bit because like the ep was released at the beginning of the year started playing shows at the, in the middle of the year and then later on yeah it seems like else. you guys are on a really good track like i don't know i think you should s- definitely stay true to the path you're kind of running down right now yeah 
Um, with the new album that we're working on, I think it'll... Does it help that Evan jumps on every opportunity to play anywhere? Yes. <laughs> I, I, it's Absolutely always so 100%. I, I always see Kyle, and he's like, yo, got an open spot, and it's like posted yeah. two minutes ago, posted one minute and 59 seconds ago. Evan's like, yo, we'll be there. Yeah, Evan's hot <laughs> on the social media yeah. game especially, so he's uh, he's got a... He's got an eye for that, so um, yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah, I think for me it was. Uh, I think one of the better memories was seeing Danger Liker play at um, Maxwell's. Kind of, um, I don't know. That's probably one thing that I'm going to remember from 2018. Just, well, thanks. Just being able to see that going down is it's pretty, pretty crazy experience. That's awesome. Yeah, I apologize for being a shit friend and never seeing you guys play. It's okay. Twofer on that one. <laughs> just you came to the first show. I came to the first show. I ain't been to nothing. It's just okay. Like I'll forgive you. Going through high school, just playing guitar with Ian, and then kind of falling off. But him continuing, it was kind of a weird thing to see him performing in front of all these fucking people. You're just like, holy shit! Like you can actually make something out of this. Yeah, yeah, we kept. I kept the dream going from when we were in high school. I remember even people were like, "That's not gonna happen, guys. Come on." Even and I was Har- like, "Fuck these people!" I was like, "I gotta keep." Even seeing him at Harmony Lunch, I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Like he's actually doing something, regardless of that. Ian was like one of the people that he. This man always had his fucking guitar with him, and I was like, "If he does not make it somewhere with that guitar, it's gonna be sad." Yeah, I'll be devastated. Like yeah. I will have no hope. Because this man can fucking shred. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you did. Don't mean to make you blush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it looks like uh, 2018 was the year of the Ian. Hell yeah. Good job, buddy. I'm out of here. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm um, just kidding. I, th- I think for me, the dopest thing, the dopest decision I made was picking up my fucking DSLR. Like, oh, nice. Like buying having, one or just getting yeah. back into it? No, or just, just buying one. I yeah. never had one before. Like, okay. Like, I've never really been into photography. Like, my dad bought a DSLR when I was younger, and I s- would snap a couple photos with it, and then he would snatch it out of my hand and be like, don't touch that shit. You can't fucking afford it. And I'm like, but it's cool, and it's fun. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. It was Damn. like a $4,000 camera. Is that you how you're going to treat it. your kid? Hell yeah. Yeah. Learn some <laughs> responsibility. Hell yeah. <laughs> Don't buy your own shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're kind of relaxed. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> those um those couple photos that I took with my dad's camera like just looking back at them and going like, "Well, that's really cool what you can do with light and shadows and uh, like how you focus a photo or what you choose to be the subject matter." And that stuck with me for a long time and I was always like humming humming and Hemming and hawing. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Kazooing and bazooing. Um, <laughs> about buying a DSLR for myself, but as you guys, I'm sure, are aware, they're quite expensive. And finally, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to set aside a bunch of money. I'm going to find a great used deal, and I'm going to go pick one up, and I'm going to see what I can do. And basically, I went from... or I'm still a complete amateur, but I think I'm t- I've been taking some pretty sweet snaps I do throughout like the year. Um, yeah, it proves on yeah. your Instagram page, which you should all follow. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Get on it. At Christian underscore Michaels. Check those photos out. Mikael. Um, yeah, even like if I scroll back to the beginning of the year, like my first photo on my Instagram is a photo I took of the camera, and then it's basically just like a journey from there nice. on up. That's so awesome. So you can like see 
how I've progressed or regressed. I don't know. It, I'll check it out and let you know. <laughs> I think I've progressed. And yeah, I'm pretty excited to continue kind of taking some more photos in 2019. Cool. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. I can't wait to see them. Hell yeah. And then the other thing that was dope was I got out of bed every day. Nice. <laughs> some days I don't. I wish I had the option of not. Yeah, let's, let's, we, we got to give you your ups for that because it's harder than, than you think. Hell not, yeah. Not getting out of bed. Oof. Um, also, something dope we've accomplished is starting this fucking podcast. Yeah. Getting these. That was a haul. Yeah. Yeah. That was a ton of work to get it going and up to the standard of where we wanted it to be. Yeah, because we could have just like bought a yeah decent day one camera. we could have just hit record and recorded through one mic and just kind of sat around it and did yeah. whatever and not did the video portion and like whatever we could have just been up and running, but I don't think it would have been as longitive if we did that. Like I yeah. think we might have done a couple episodes and been like, eh, whatever. Okay. We don't have we don't have a, that much skin in the game. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah. After all the work we put in over like those three months since like I think it was around July or something that we kind of started it up. Yeah, I think there's like no turning back. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're we're all accountable for this it. this baby that we've created. Now. One thing I have to complain about is these fucking mic arms that Ian bought. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> for the record, I bought them. Secondly, I didn't buy them. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, yeah, you wish I did. Yes, yeah, so you guys having a good time so with this, the podcast. I know legitimate. we're only four episodes in, and it probably sounds like we're we're just jerking our own gherkin to the viewers. I'm just doing it under the table. There, so. there was a yeah, lot of behind again. the a lot of behind the scenes work for us. So like those cameras that we you bought see for us through one to use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that can go into one of my negatives of the year was these fucking cameras. Yeah. And how many times I've had to reconfigure the settings over and over and over again and just like Yeah how- Logitech, what's up with your drivers resetting and all that stuff? Come yeah. on. Fuck you, Logitech. Yo, but thank you, yeah, fuck you for letting people see us at a, at a good price. Reasonable. Um, thank you. Thank you. And then, okay, so like with the podcast in mind, where do you guys want to take it next year? Is there anything big you want to do with it now that we've got a couple episodes under our belt? Yeah, just having a more booked, just booking more local artists to come around, you know, just showcasing more local talent, you know, even some neighboring towns around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe doing more videos more videos more content and even you know maybe even being able to like uh document some sort of big musical event happening locally you know bringing us to that or yeah there's definitely some other avenues of content creation that we want to bring more than just the live stream and the podcast just got to find a makeup tutorials yep makeup tutorials skits yeah skits something Please. Yeah, Re- recording Skits live some events bits. around town. ASMR. I would love to do yes, like some video game right portion because that's some shit that I love. You, yes. <laughs> Something. So we're looking into that for for the new year. Um, yeah, definitely booking more guests will be yeah awesome. more guests. Do you guys like doing the crash course with the guests off the bat? I think that's a cool yeah. segment. It's a nice where where we go. Like, hey, what's your first musical memory? Hey, what's uh, what was the turning it's a nice point? Nice way to warm up. At I dig it. It's yeah, a nice yeah. way to warm up. It's just like they can. It's just easy to get the kind of conversational juices flowing, and oh, then those juices, uh, <laughs> squeeze them dry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pretty good way of doing it. I agree. 
I yeah. want to continue. Have it's better asked? than the conventional, like, so tell us about your recent work that's been happening. Yeah, Any I shows? I feel like if like, we go, hey, tell us a little about yourself, that's like really putting them on the spot. But if you get them to talk about what they love and what we all love, it kind of like cuts the tension in have half Have we asked them if they like that? If that's a good yeah. way of doing no. things? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. And we yeah, don't no. care, frankly. <laughs> no, we haven't. No, but it's the way we like it. It's that's our true. show! Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Um, it's fucking snowing outside. Yeah, yeah. it's a real oh, dastardly God. day out there. Had to so pay. Uh, I guess we should be strapping on our snowshoes we and hitting the trail that window, until uh, 2019. Yeah. yeah, I guess so, unfortunately. Yeah, I gotta go get some socks on. <laughs> All right, put so some pants on. Thanks hey. for watching, everybody on Twitch. Yeah. Happy Christmas. Thanks for Merry anybody who tunes in on YouTube. The um, tubes. Our live stream will be back uh, next, no, in two weeks on Thursday, whatever what that day, day is. is that? I don't know. Here, let me check. Yeah, let me check. Check your calendar. Hold on, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And you have Flynn coming in with his uh, lovely, lovely sweater. Okay, so that will be the Thursday, the 27th of December. We'll be returning. And then after that, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Ooh, look at yes. you. Fancy pants. Um, if you guys want to recommend this podcast to any Share of your it. friends, that'd be like kick it. Donate it. And don't forget to fist that bell. Fist that bell. Fist, fist that, that bell. bell. Fist, 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 fist that bell. Fist that bell. Okay. Peace. For, for our YouTubers. See you guys. Bye, Bye guys.